You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Can you believe that the Phoenix area had people taking off shirts ringside at the Royal Rumble because it was just too hot to have an AEW shirt on? We got so much to talk about for Phoenix. NXT TakeOver Phoenix, the Royal Rumble at Chase Field, the coinciding Raw and SmackDown Live to follow, plus Evolve Wrestling's own AR Fox is calling in to this show. This show at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to talk some Evolve 121. Evolve's return to the Michigan area later in May. We're going to have so much fun this week as we... Are you ready? No! I said... Listening to the most inappropriate pro wrestling show of all motherfucking time. You're listening to Breaking Down the Ring. We are your ring crew. Nick? Yeah, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and me, the all Mikey one, Mikey himself. Uh, we got a pretty big show tonight, man. Uh honestly, given out in the intro. Let it be known, A.R. Fox, the one and only A.R. Fox, is calling up. He's going to talk about all of the things that were happening in Evolve Wrestling right now. And for anyone who doesn't know, like Evolve Wrestling is to the WWE what in baseball terms as the AA affiliate is to your MLB affiliate. You know, most people going from Evolve hit NXT, then from NXT to WWE. So they're like the AA of the... You know, WWE, which is awesome. We were at, uh, the Bring Crew was at Evolve 105 here in Michigan, and it was Keith Lee's last match. He faced Matt Riddle, uh, had a nice little going away conversation that he had in the middle of the ring, and then the next takeover, Keith Lee was sitting ringside uh, for NXT. Talk about, yep, then Matt Riddle, same thing, finished up there. Next takeover, he was sitting right ringside at NXT. So, AR Fox, man. AR Fox is going to call in. He's going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. We got Evolve 121 happening in Atlanta, Georgia, February 15th. And then, of course, they're coming back here to the Michigan area a little bit uh, later in this year, uh, May. Fifth, I believe, was the announced date. Why? Because it fucking should be. That's why. 
You know what I'm saying? That's that's how we're doing it here. Yeah, we get in May. We, do it, mate. We get all the real fun too, man. And like I said, man, the Evolve shows are amazing in Livonia. Uh, they had a great showing out. A whole bunch of people. Our own Orlando Christopher wrestled at that show and hit a chandelier. That's where we found out Chandelier Jones is the nemesis <laughs> of our own Orlando Christopher. It was crazy. It was crazy. But, but, but it's true. That's just how it goes. So let's... Uh, Talk a little bit about our scorecards, man. We have our scorecards happen, and I put this all in my pocket. Uh, what pocket? This pocket. Bam! Scorecards. So we took that on pocket. we took on pro wrestling scorecards. As you guys can hear and see, I'm pulling the paper out now. <laughs> and it was funny, man. Uh, so Daniel went all out this time. He put algorithms together in in pages or numbers. No, sorry, numbers or if like Google, you know the, the fucking algorithm. Yeah, okay. yeah, yep. you know. So yep. it, it all add, everything added up no matter what. And if you got it, you figured it out. Well, there was obviously a couple little hiccups here and there because it was much bigger of a scorecard than a normal one. He had four different calculators at one point. I think. Dude, it was ridiculous. Yeah. It was ridiculous going on. Mm-hmm. So he set it all up, and let's be honest, man. The pro wrestling scorecards guys did really well on us for the NXT event, three to two. Uh, however. Daniel himself on Twitter said he was not going to be too excited because they were up five to nothing on us the last NXT, and then we came back and won three to two. So again, they were up three to two. You know, Daniel pulled a sixty-four, Dez pulled a forty-three, Mario forty-seven, Ramon got a sixty-one, and Jesse, their reigning champ at the time, got a sixty-one as well. But Daniel was beating Smitty, who had a fifty-nine. Dez was losing to you with a fi- he you had a 50 versus her 43 so that was one of their losses they were going in from NXT yeah it was uh Mario uh was losing 47 to 52 to Joe Ramon scoring like crazy with that 61 was beating me I only had 43 and then Jesse of course this 61 was beating Z's 49 so all these people were saying they didn't they, you know Jesse shit talking left and right you know, Daniel was like, no, no, no. Surprisingly, Mario was really quiet after Joe just berated him on the show last week. And then the Royal Rumble happened. And this is where it got kind of wonky. We figured it out. Uh, all the things were taken care of. Daniel scored a 75 on the Royal Rumble, right? That was out of a grand total that you could have scored of 259. Lots of points. Lots of points were there. Daniel got 75 of them. <laughs> <laughs> Smitty got a 97. Right? Holy shit. Yeah. Smitty got a 97. So he did really well right there. And then Dez hit an 87. Big Dick Nick got a 95. Woo! You know, they were, that loss that she was already taking, even more so, baby. <laughs> uh, Mario pulled a 72. Joe with a 109. Man, Joe. Just, just came oh, through fuck. like crazy. Ramon, 106 for Pro Wrestling Scorecards. He had the highest score of all of them. And, of course, he beat my 99. That I scored for Royal Rumble. 99, all right. I mean, it wasn't too bad. And then Jesse with the 83. And uh, Z had a 103. So, final scores. Daniel, 139. Smitty, 156. That's one win for us. Dez, 127. Nick, 145. That's two wins for us. Mario, a grand total of 116, which Joe almost beat by himself with just his Royal Rumble card. (laughs) To Joe's 161. Uh, same numbers in the final. Uh, Joe definitely blew 
the fuck out of Mario because Mario really likes the stuff, you know. And uh, Ramon, 155, the highest score for them. Uh, definitely beat my 142. So that was our first loss because I suck. And then Jesse with a 144, lost to Z's, 152. And it was funny. Originally, we, we, it was like only by five points that he was losing. And then we fixed, you know, some of the things in the algorithm because it wasn't counting Rollins uh, to, as the score or anything like that. Then we figured it out, and then he lost by, you know, eight. And then we shit talk. He's like, "I only lost by five. Oh shit!" And it's like, "Yeah, but Z didn't fill out five of his unscheduled appearances, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> could have been a lot worse." Right? Yeah, like you, you lost to a guy who didn't even fully fill out his scorecard. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's not make it seem like you had a chance. Man. No chance. No chance in hell. Uh, so yeah, that we won four to one. Uh, last time three to two. This time four to one. And we said if they won, that we'd have to go into the tiebreaker for WrestleMania. Uh, I'm still totally willing to go for a WrestleMania event with them, just because yeah. it's it's just fun. Sure. You know, I have to admit, you guys go to Pro Wrestling Scorecards. That's at PW Scorecards on Twitter. Get that going. Look, dude, seriously. It's it's fun. It makes any pay per view that's kind of shitty at the moment, or so- shitty sounding, like you know the way TLC seemed last time <laughs> and things like that. You know, Survivor Series where I was like, yeah, Becky, okay, no, Charlotte. You know, Hell in a Cell. Things that pay per views that you're just like, what the fuck, man. You have a lot more fun. There's competition. There's camaraderie. Plus, look, we're not a fo- we're not a football show. All right, we're not a football show. But tomorrow. 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Pro Wrestling Scorecards are posting a Super Bowl scorecard. Oh, my God. Super Bowl! Uh, so if you're going to watch the big game tonight, I mean Sunday, this Sunday, you download a Pro Wrestling Scorecard. That's at PW Scorecards. Make a fucking game out of it. I mean, we all bet squares anyway. Why not do this? Highest fucking points wins. Dude, I got to tell you, this Pro Wrestling Scorecard thing, it's... <sighs> It's a game changer, in my opinion. And I told them that on their Facebook because, you know, my mother-in-law, I, I gave her a sheet because she's. I got her into pro wrestling uh, more so than she's ever been in the last couple of years. She had a blast filling this thing out. She scored nice. fucking 95. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, For Royal Rumble? Yeah. She didn't fill out the Royal Rumble, the full 30 roster, but she filled out that and got a 95. Jesus, yeah. man. So, um, th- you know, she, she had a beat lot of- Jesse. <laughs> she beat Jesse. She had a lot of fun doing it. Your mother-in-law. Jesse, you lost to Nick's mother-in-law. Yeah. Yo, Crystal, you get it, girl. <laughs> and uh, my daughter, she's six, and she wanted to get on the action. I didn't have another copy, but I did like a handmade one. Yeah. And she's sitting there, and, you know, we kind of helped her pick some winners and losers. But then during the Women's Royal Rumble, she's like making up her own side bets. Like, oh, Ember was on the ropes. I get 10 points. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so, I mean, it was just creating a whole nother level of excitement. It was awesome. And that's what it's about, man. It's about having fun because let's be honest. Some, some recently, WWE has been a fucking chore to watch at times. And because of that, we've needed something to be better. Uh, finally. We got it. Well, WWE had their bingo cards, and I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. But this shit right here? Yeah, like, uh, so Smitty (laughs) showed me that. He goes, oh, we should have brought the bingo cards. We should have had done some stuff with the bingo cards and everything, like for giveaways, because we were at Bobcat Bonnie's and Wyandotte, which we'll definitely get into more uh, after we talk to AR Fox in a little bit, because we had our Royal Rumble event out there. Because we should have done this for some giveaways. And I was like, well, why are you just telling me now on the way to the event? (laughs) 
Like if you had said something yesterday, I was like, when did they post? He's like, I think a couple days ago. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> that'd have been really cool. Yeah, man. Like you gotta fucking let us know, brother. You gotta just fucking give me a heads up. But in all honesty, once again, go to Pro Wrestling Scorecards at PW Scorecards on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. They put all that shit out. But if you're already someone that uses the Pro Wrestling Scorecards, hit up their Patreon, man. Patreon.com slash PW Scorecards. Throw a dollar their way. Throw five dollars their way. You know, we throw a little bit of money their way because, look, these even for these big events, Daniel's like, yo, you want me to throw your name on one so you have custom-made ones for your own event? Fuck yeah, I do, Daniel. Mm-hmm. And you know what he does? Hooks it up. Bam. You know, and that's spectacular. You know, yep. it's wonderful. And he, they go out of their way for us. You know, I was telling him earlier, you know, like we're looking, obviously we've been mentioned how we're looking for sponsors for the show and everything. But I told him, I was like, dude, I put you guys over for free. Mm-hmm. Because one, they're, it's amazing. I've developed a friendship with these guys. Yeah. And the adesible one, the adorable Des, adesible. <laughs> and I've developed friendships with these guys, you know, even – you know, Jesse, how we give him shit and everything like that. But I like the guy. I like I like them all. They're all actually good humans, you know, mm-hmm. and they're doing something that makes wrestling more fun. Yeah. And not a lot of people like to just put the positivity back in wrestling. They like to bitch and complain and moan. And sometimes very good reason to do that. Yep. But for just going into event, man, just going into an event, you got to fucking, you know. Just have fun. Well, this will help take your mind off that shitty aspect of it. Right. And even if you're not having a fucking blast watching the uh, pay-per-view itself, you're sitting there jaw-jacking back and forth with all of your friends. Like, oh, I'm going to fucking beat you because this person's going to get me five points. This person's going to get me six points. This person's got the extras. I know it's going to be that. And Because it's not just like a regular fucking card. You know, it's like, hey, you pick the winners. And if you pick the most winners, you win. No, that's (laughs) that's not what it is at all. It's more than that. And that's spectacularly fucking awesome you know so I, I we can't put over pro wrestling scorecards enough we can't talk enough about how great um the pro wrestling scorecards have been for us so we can't i just i just i love them yeah it's an awesome awesome idea i love it did it make the rumble better for you yeah for sure because i will admit that those rumble events the the rumble matches uh you know we're obviously going to talk into it a little bit but those rumble matches were just not they were repetitive of themselves. Yeah. They dragged a little bit, but having these scorecards and, oh, my God, don't get thrown out because you're going to be in, not going to be in my final four. And, you know, <laughs> so, you know, it, it adds a lot more excitement to it. That's for sure. Yeah. The repetitiveness, the repetitiveness of these rumbles where I was just watching the same thing happen in the women's that happened in the men's and then things that happened in the men's that didn't happen in the women. Well, I was just like, uh, but... Looking down on my scorecard, and you're right, yeah, final four. All right, who's going to have the most eliminations? Mm-hmm. And then I remember yelling back and forth with Smitty because uh, I picked Titus to have the quickest exit. Yeah. Right? And it was uh, to, by the time you get in the ring, and he went in the one side of the ring, it went over the other side of the ring. And I was like, oh, I picked Titus. And then no way, Jose. And I was like, what? No. Yeah. I had Jinder. Jinder got out real quick, too. And for a second, I was like, oh, my God, he's going to take it. I can't believe it. But, yeah, then, you know, yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, uh, it was. It's but it's just a whole bunch of things that we're looking at, yeah. and we're having a blast with. But yeah, man, we whipped your guys' ass. Pro wrestling scorecards, we fucking whipped your asses. We want you back at WrestleMania. Doesn't matter, you know. Daniel, they made a tweet out when they were at uh, Raw. They're like, maybe we're the B team because we're keep getting our asses <laughs> yeah. with their own scores. And I was like, no, you're not the B team. You are the A team. You have Mr. T and Hannibal <laughs> and Ace. <laughs> you are the creator, the you, almighty. You have the WrestleMania, one person from WrestleMania 1's main event in your team. 
That's Mr. T. <laughs> For those who don't know. Uh, so we had a fucking blast with that. Uh, again, just to give everyone a heads up, AR Fox from Evolve Wrestling is going to be calling up Talking about Evolve 121 happening in Atlanta. And on May 10th, Friday, May 10th in Livonia, Michigan, Evolve is showing back up for a huge double show with Shine Wrestling. Uh, I'm going to talk about that, man, because the last time, uh, not the last time they were here, but the time before that with Keith Lee, we saw a match with him and they fucking, he fucking tore the stage down. We were, and that's a literal comment. He tore the <laughs> stage down. Uh, he went and he did a, a, Tope Suicida, but he went over the corner of the ring, and he fucking landed on on the skulk, and he his fucking feet hit the entrance area, and it literally fell down. God so they had to damn. put it back up. It was it was sweet, man. It was it was fucking sweet. Had a had a huge blast watching Evolve, and every time Evolve comes to Livonia, you know. But now he just teamed up with uh, Johnny Gargano at uh, Evolve One Nineteen. He tag teamed with him. So now he's going against the Street Profits. So if you guys are watching any of these NXT guys every week, you know, you're seeing the Street Profits, you're seeing Johnny Gargano. Dude, Evolve 121 is going to have Adam fucking Cole. Undisputed Era's own Adam fucking Cole. Is Baby. Going to be Baby! So they got a whole bunch of stuff, man. NXT is doing a lot of stuff with Evolve. And like we said, man, your future stars that you're about to fall in love with, that you see when they hit NXT, you see when they hit WWE – they start somewhere. Yep. They didn't just come in like not, they're not all 100% performance center people. They bring in people from the indies, man. And Evolve Wrestling is the elite of the indies. You know, I, it's a fun time. They put meet and greets with everyone in the fans, usually before and after the mm-hmm. matches is what they, I mean, that's what it was in Livonia. That's what they've advertised for things like Adam Cole and things like that. So AR Fox is going to be calling in shortly to do that. Have you ever been to an indie show, Nick? No, um, I, they've had a, there's been a, a quite a few at, um, the Imperial house that's over by me. It's like 10 minutes from my house, mm-hmm. um, with, um, extreme champions, championship yeah. wrestling. XICW. Um, yep. Uh, good friend of mine I used to work with Movado, Mysterious Movado. Oh, nice. Been a big part of them. Just haven't had a chance, you know, but I, I'm dying to go. And, uh, I know Frazier was going to have a show, the Frazier Ice Arena of all places. Um, friend of mine I went to high school with. It's a smaller, uh, smaller promotion, but, they had some issues with the venue last week and couldn't get their show going, but I know um, you know, they're out there doing work and they're gonna be in Flint, I think, uh a couple weeks from now. So I'm gonna try. This evolve shit sounds really cool though. Um I just saw that not in the uh, Livonia show, but a few days later, I think it said it was in Alabama, uh Ricochet's gonna be at the show. Yep. He's gonna be doing meet and greets and you know, so that's that's really cool, you know. Get out there, and that's a really good chance for, especially for those wrestling fans that are just, you know, you're trying to get your kid in it and whatever, and to get that up close personal experience. You know, you can't always get that when you go to Raw. You get tickets that are kind of far. Or this, you're going to be mm-hmm. right up close in the action. The kids love it. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a good experience. I, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, they know? and they really do. They when every time they uh they have a blast. You know, it, it's. Way more, like you said, it's way more up close. It's way more personal. Yeah, it's a situation to where when you, it make it makes you fall in love with wrestling. Like mm-hmm. you know, you watch it on TV, like oh that's so cool. I like watching all these people do that, and and that's great. You know, going to a WWE live event, going to an NXT live event is you know personal too. But NXT live event selling still selling out like three thousand seats. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're coming in Royal Oak in March, they're selling out a three thousand seat venue. You know, so there are still people unless you're ringside, you're still pretty far back. You know, uh, at the, the the Livonia Hall where they go, 
it's it's not that many it, it's it's like a 500,000 seat venue mm-hmm. if i'm not mistaken but because of that every seat i mean 15 16 rows back you know maybe the most and if they're standing room it's still you're not far away from the action sure. you know you're you're closer if you're closer standing uh in the back of that hall for an evolved wrestling show then you are the first row of a lower bowl of Little Caesars Arena or any type of or most big arenas yeah. that WWE goes to. Still closer than that. And you're standing. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's if you're standing in the back. So you're still getting a really good view. You're watching some of these amazing performers who are busting their ass for the love of the business, not just a paycheck. Right. Which, let's be honest, there are a few wrestlers that we can say, dude, what the, you know, this, like you're definitely not putting your heart into this. Mm-hmm. But these guys are going left mm-hmm. and right busting their ass for love of the business. Sure, they're getting paid for it and everything, but it's, I want someone who knows me. I'm making sure that fan in the back, that 17th row fan, the person standing, the one guy who came in who only had a standing room ticket because it's the only 10 bucks he had for the week, he's going to make it, I'm going to make him feel like he's a part of the show. Right. And they do it, man. They go fucking off and it's spectacular. I have nothing but great things to say about my experience at Evolve. Uh, any Or... Even Joe, Joe goes all the time. You know, yeah. when they evolve progress was just in town. Joe went went to those shows, knockouts and three counts podcast guys, the ones who helped put up this uh the event at Wyandotte's uh, Bobcat Bonnie's. Okay. They go all the time as well. Most of these shows are on the weekend. What I like about this evolve show that's coming up in May for us is it's a Friday night. Nice. Most of them are Saturday nights. I can work a Friday day shift and give up a Friday night. Mm-hmm. So that's something I can go do, you know, and I'm really hopeful that really happy about that because that's just what it is like if i'm i love the indie wrestling and i've obviously i'm going to nxt and i'm there's a wwe live event that i'm probably going to go to at some point mm-hmm. uh, it's a friday i might not just because that means working wwe's in town sure. <clears throat> but the fact that i can go to an indie wrestling event, the evolve wrestling event and just have a blast yeah is something that i want to do so you're gonna have to come man uh, yeah i'm going you're going i'm in done i'm in so yep. we'll get front row tickets let's go I'm in. And, and that's the other great thing. These aren't breaking your fucking pocket. Right. You know, if I'm not mistaken, I think the front row tickets, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to misquote, but it's not, it's not the cheap ticket. Uh, 20 or 30. Bucks. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it, the cheap ticket you get for NXT standing room is the front row ticket for Evolve. Yeah. You know, so it's really good. Great value. Good mm-hmm. price. And obviously they're right fucking there. Right. You know, and it's not like the guardrail where you're five feet back from the guardrail. You're right fucking on there. And it's a fucking that metal one. Mm-hmm. It's fucking great, man. And it's okay that you don't know a lot of the guys because you're going to get a good fucking show. Yeah. You know. And it puts you on to a lot of guys. Yeah. I'll be very honest. Uh, A.R. Fox, who's about to call in, I had no clue who he was until that Evolve 105 show. Mm-hmm. You know, And then in studying up on him this week and things like that, then I got to learn more about him. But that show, he put on the match of the night to me. Keith Lee and Matt Riddle were really good in the main event. You know, mm-hmm. our own Orlando Christopher and Nate Matson they kicked it off in, in a tag team match, and you know, Orlando lost to Chandelier Jones, but that's okay. That's no <laughs> hit his head on the chandelier and that diving uh headbutt. But again, you know, AR Fox hit that, you know, over the corner, not the rope, over the top corner of the, to crash into the fucking stage. Yeah. And we were all just like, oh, Jesus, man. You know, I have nothing. Nothing, nothing but great things to say about Evolve Wrestling and where they're going. You know, all of the companies that they have, mm-hmm. Shine Wrestling, you know, things like that. And that's the Super Show that they're putting on 
in May. So we're definitely excited for that. And as soon as AR Fox calls in, we're going to definitely talk to him about Evolve's 121 in Atlanta in February. Middle Atlanta. Atlanta. February 15th, where the headliner is going to be Adam Cole of the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, baby! It's going to be taking on Shane Strickland. Uh, AR Fox is going to be going for the Evolve Tag Team Championship with his partner. They're going to be taking on the Street Profits. Shit. You know, from NXT, they also have an Evolve 114 rematch of Darby Allin versus Josh Briggs. You know, <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff that you want to see. And again, if you can go, you can go to Club WWN, man. They have a network just like the WWE. So it's $9.99 a month. Uh, Club WWN, you can get, be a part of that. And you can see all of these things live if you want. Or you can go into their old school areas, things that they've had before. They've had John Moxley, now known as Dean Ambrose, wrestling for them. They've had Johnny Gargano. He made his return. Ricochet's making his return coming up soon. You know, they have all these matches that you can see all of them on. So we highly, highly suggest you go to Club WWN and get yourself one of those subscriptions for how much? $9.99. $9.99. Are you out of your mind? Oh, I'm still out of my mind. Did you see that new commercial of theirs? Like, are we still out of our mind? (laughs) (laughs) She's like sitting on a psychiatrist thing, wondering if uh, she's still out of her mind and things like that. (laughs) Wow. Uh, It's fucking great. Fucking great. Um, Let me ask you a question, Nick. Is there anything about... This weekend of shows, TakeOver, Rumble, Raw, and SmackDown, that you just fucking hated? I was not a fan of the half the Revival and half the AOP teaming up for fucking nothing. I mean, for nothing. Mm -hmm. For nothing. Come on. Um, That just, you know, it was filler. And the match was just kind of lackluster. You know, just something to get the crowd warmed up. Um, although so you fucking <laughs> it was something you fucking hated. Yeah, it, but I will say one takeaway from that was when Bobby Roode was coming down the aisle and the cameraman was trying to tr- like track him right behind him. <clears throat> cameraman busted his ass, fell right on his ass, and they didn't cut away. They just see the cameraman shaking, and you didn't know it was happening. And then five seconds later, they finally cut. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I didn't see that happen live. Yeah, it was hilarious. I did. So we were getting everything set up at Bobcat Bonnie's for the event and everything during that time. And like everyone was like, oh my God. And I'm just like, what? What is that? <laughs> and it was like, oh, the camera fucking fell. And, like, ah. and I'm just like, no, I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. And I can't go back and talk about it because I'm still setting all this shit up. But when I rewatched all the matches so we can get our match. Um, our match uh, ratings. Ratings, yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. I I saw it and I was cracking up. I was like, oh, that's what everyone was laughing about. Ah, <laughs> there it is. I get it. I get it. Uh, Smitty just said he saw. It. Yeah, he did. He was one of the people jumping up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you know he's over there eating a salmon pasta. Salmon pasta. Salmon pasta. It was really good. Well, shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, man, that Bobcat Bonnie's had some food. Let's talk a little bit about that. I had a great time. Whole bunch of people Love came me out. Some food. <laughs> don't we all don't we all uh yeah so bobcat bonnie's at wine.michigan 
Dude, Matt, the owner, Chuck, the general manager, the fucking staff. This place normally closes at 10 o'clock on a, what, on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. They thought they'd be there till 11. They WWE. Were fucking wrong. <laughs> WWE was like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you're staying later. <laughs> and went to fucking midnight, man. So it was like right before the Brock Lesnar match was on. And I'm just like, look, instead of us doing a podcast after, let's just. Do some commentary for the Rumble match. We have Kyle on there. We have Smitty on there. Uh, you weren't able to make it. Obviously, you had some uh, family things that were going on because uh, we brought you into the fold shortly after we made uh, all of that. Uh, the um, what was it? The, the announcement that you were on the show. Mm-hmm. And Z and Joe caught the flu. The flu that was killing everyone last week here in Michigan, Fuck. which. Also blows my mind because I can't wait to see how many people get sick now. Because mm-hmm. we're right now at a negative 30 situation. Yep. In the next couple days, we're it's going to be 50. Yeah. The, it's an 80 degree swing in Michigan. Seriously. Michigan's like, oh, you think you're cold? You think you think we can't fuck things up anymore? <laughs> hey, we're about to do some Michigan weather. Pew, 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 pew. We're some gunslingers. I don't know why Michigan's wet, Wild West, but that's what they do. I posted that meme earlier. Heard, heard y'all talking shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because everyone the morning of, they're like, oh, "There was no snow on Monday. Yeah. Like, fuck snow!" And Why did my it, kids get off of school? Right, eleven o'clock. Everyone's like, "I'm so glad no one had school today." Jesus, I couldn't drive in this. This is ridiculous. This is bad. It's not something I wanted to be in. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, back to uh, Bobcat Bonnie's. Bobcat Bonnie's was great, man. Matt, the owner, Chuck. So yeah, the staff they thought you know normally leaving at ten. And mm-hmm. I'm hearing the fucking rumble's going till eleven. I'm gonna, we're just gonna do commentary. We're gonna get this staff out of here as fast as possible. They did the fucking last call because last call was when we thought everything was ending at eleven. Turns mm-hmm. out it was another hour and a half later until we left, and that sucked because yeah. I felt so bad for that staff. Mm-hmm. You know, Chuck was like, "No, no, dude, we want you here. We want you to do this." And I was like, "Yes, I understand that." And like, they're incredibly accommodating. The staff is the nicest people. Mm-hmm. I I literally think this is the best event that we had. Which it made me sad that Z and Joe couldn't make it because of the flu. Yeah, uh, but I really I loved every moment. Matt was incredibly accommodating. We found out there was a small problem uh, with the audio, and he got it. He jumped to fixing it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was he was like, "I got to run to Meyer," and I was like, "What, dude? You don't?" He said, "No, no, I'm running to Meyer. I'm going, going to Meyer. And I'm going to fix it." And I was like, "Cool." And to me, that's huge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I'm coming into a place I already knew there was going to be partial limitations, but they made. And the things that went that shouldn't have went wrong, they fixed. Yeah, on the spot, they weren't just like, "Oh well, fucking deal with it." You know, they which some places would do totally. Yep. have done. Places have done that to us. Fuck it, deal with it. Not going to talk about it. Yep. You know, I mean, we don't shit talk the places we've sure. been to, but this place was spectacular. You know, uh, I'd love to host more things. You guys check them out on Facebook, Bobcat Bonnie's Wine Dot. Or just Bobcat Bonnie's because there's three different locations, man. There's one in Ferndale, Michigan. There's one in downtown Detroit, Michigan, and one in Wyandotte, Michigan. The one I looked at, the Wyandotte, they get a lot of good reviews too. Yeah. A lot of good reviews. Wonderful. Again, and it makes sense Mm -hmm. with the time that we had there. You know, so I sent Matt, for the first time ever, I sent sent Matt a thank you to him for how nice, how, how great that staff was to us and everything. Like no one made us, like I felt bad because I felt bad. Not because someone was making me feel like, oh, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know, they were like, no, what do you need? Do you need anything else? Do you want another Coke? Do you want another pop? You know, they only, you know, another water. Do you want, they weren't, unfortunately, they couldn't give us more food or alcohol. Sure. But again, 
things to talk about in the future and stuff. That maybe we'll do a little bit later, last call or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, they went off of the time that the Rumble, Royal Rumble is supposed to end, 11 o'clock. So I'm not mad about that. You yeah. know, It's kind of like when you go to a fucking baseball game. and you know They cut it off at the seventh, middle of the seventh going into eighth because it's going to end in one, two more innings. And everyone is kind of sober up. And then you get free baseball. Yeah. But no more drinks. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm not ever going to say anything bad about that. But yeah, they were, Smitty said it, well-deserved good reviews. And yeah, they were awesome, man. Every fucking thing about Bobcat Bonnies and Wanda was amazing. Ownership down to the staff. And you can tell. When it trickles down, that you can tell. Yeah. You know, if if the owner is a douche, trickles down to the staff. Absolutely. Matt was fucking amazing. There. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There. And that's the other thing that really got me. He was there. Yeah. You know, it's like he wasn't just calling in. You know, he was there making sure everything was going on really well. Uh, Chuck, the general manager, what do you need? Do you need anything? Do you need anything? Nope, nope. Good. Thank you so much. You sure? You sure? You know, and the staff, same thing. I, I just can't sing their praises enough, and I can't wait to hopefully do another event, man. WrestleMania is coming up. That's awesome. And we're going to be doing something somewhere. WrestleMania, hopefully, will be at Bobcat Bonnie's. Wink, Orlando. wink. Ha, it's me winking into the camera you can, for the. You can hear it. Can you hear my ding? Because <laughs> that's just how it goes. Uh, yes, no. So the thing that I hated the most about this weekend was the midnight ending time. Yeah, definitely. And I because that's seven it, fucking hours. If you watch the pre-show, which we fucking did, mm-hmm. that's seven hours of wrestling, man. And now look. Someone goes, the people complaining about the seven hours Royal Rumble are the same people that wake up at 3 a.m. to watch New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom for seven hours. And it's like, look, <clears throat> if I'm waking up at 3 a.m. to watch wrestling for seven hours, okay, that's fine. But I'm watching it till 10 a.m. And then I have my whole day yeah. ahead of me, you know, or I can take a fucking nap after that. When I'm going into a show at 5 p.m., I'm not expecting it to end at midnight, especially when you're a family orientated show. Yes. You know, that's kind of what got me because my daughter was there. Luckily, she didn't have school the next day because, you know, that snow that hit. Yeah. All of it. Uh, So she didn't have school. So it didn't piss me off or hurt me or anything like that. But it was still like, dude, you're mainly a product going for kids. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the guy that you have winning your Royal Rumble is huge with the kids. Why is this? Take why is this going on forever? Yeah, you know, and if you timed and you could tell they were running over if you timed it, which I did throw up a couple times. Um, the uh intervals between people coming in was supposed to be like a minute and a half, mm-hmm. or sometimes it was like less than a minute. There's a like, fuck yeah. out there, Come I fuck started, out there. yeah, I started timing it too, and I'm like, that wasn't a minute and a half, no, not at you all, know? no, it was not. So, whatever, but hey, at least they were trying to make up some time because mm-hmm. again. It still ended at midnight. Could you imagine? I think if that rumble started at 11, 30 entrants, a minute and a half each, that's 45 minutes of a match right there. Yeah. Not to mention, you know, the first time, the first is five minutes. And then however long the final four wrestle mm-hmm. be- or the final wrestling is after number 30 comes in. It's a pain in my ass, dude. Yeah. So that's what I hated the most. I can see that for sure. And and that's a big gripe for a lot of people because these big four pay-per-views just man, I don't think you need a two-hour pre-show. I really don't. So you think they should should they start it at six then? Yeah, I think you could have got away with it, especially because a lot of it was just the same shit. The panel talking, 
and talking and rehashing shit. You didn't need the Bobby Root or the, you know, the Root and the AOP and all that. You didn't need that match. You already had two matches on the card, Shinsuke and Rusev and, uh, fuck was the other match? Cruiserweight match. Thank you. Um, Murphy, Tazawa, yeah, Atami. You could have easily put those two matches Kalista. within an hour, talked all your shit that you wanted. You don't need two hours for that. Come on. It's a pre-show, dude. They need to talk all that talk. <laughs> oh, you talking yeah, about talk, talk. Okay, then and walk start the at walk. four. Start at four to you know pre-show till six. Then you would have ended at ten or 11. eleven. Sorry, eleven. You know, I'll be honest. If it would have ended at eleven and still been a seven-hour show, I'd have been less bitchy. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of wrestling to watch, but at eleven o'clock, I'm going to bed. Fine. Midnight, I'm like trying to okay, because I'm going to go to sleep now. Yep, I was kind of wired, so I didn't even fall asleep till one. I had to get up at six thirty. That's that's your fault. It's true. <laughs> stop! Stop having that job, silly. <laughs> Fucking uh, bills. I dare you to quit it. <laughs> Just you dare me. Dare you? Just go to your boss and smack her. Him. <laughs> we'll go with him. Go to your boss, smack him, and quit. And be like, I just hit it and quit it, bitch. Listen, my <laughs> pay per views go till fucking 11, 12 o'clock. I've got time for no job. I got can't be here no at six thirty in the morning on a fucking Monday. You know what the fuck I do on a Monday? You want me here forty hours a week? Are you crazy? I'm sleeping the fuck in. <laughs> <laughs> you can fuck deal with it, dog. Like man, all right, fine. Just give Nick a raise. Yeah, <laughs> Nick is angry. <laughs> Nick wants to Royal Rumble us. <laughs> like he wants to SummerSlam us. Nick said he has a table. <laughs> um, so and he's got a chair. Too. Right. It's, it's it's he has. We don't know. Apparently, there's an anvil sticker mm-hmm. on it. We don't get it. We don't know what he's talking about. What? You know, he said the dude's got, it's an anvil with pink tights. He said he wants to have an inferno match with you. Right. I don't know what that means. Barbed wire. <laughs> I don't, it's a street fight. What are we talking about Shut here? A sack of thumbtacks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he said he's doing it for mankind, all of mankind. I don't, is he, is he a fan of, he just, I don't understand why all this violence is for the world. But then he told me to have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. And it was like, bang, bang. <laughs> I didn't get it. And he just, you know, he just kept walking up to us. Like, you can't see me. Like, Nick, you're right there. Yeah, we can't. You can't really see me. <laughs> it's like, Nick, we, we see you. Like, And then he keeps trying to serve us pancakes. <laughs> right out of his pants. <laughs> it's, it's so Bizarre. gross. He's like, have one of my biggie ones. <laughs> like the rapper? Like, Notorious Big? <laughs> biggie? Notorious <laughs> Big. It's so weird. It's so weird. He tells <sighs> us he's keep going up, up, down, down. We don't know what that means. <laughs> he's trying, you know, he doesn't know how to spell next. He just keeps forgetting the E. He's like, NXT. <laughs> next? What? <laughs> What's next? <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Nick's going crazy. He needs race. <laughs> Give him some very fake vacation. <laughs> just take it. <laughs> take it all. Says he can't wait to get us in an elimination chamber. <laughs> There's going to be hell in a cell. He's going to jail and he's going to think he's going to die. <laughs> oh, my God. All the fucking wrestling in you windows <laughs> from office place people who just don't watch it at all. <laughs> but then he mentioned Hulk Hogan. I know that guy. I, don't... <laughs> I know who he is. Right. And I know The Rock. Right. <laughs> is that his tea was stone cold or something? I don't know. <laughs> he opened two beers and he poured them all over his face. It's just ridiculous. God damn it, didn't Nick. didn't even drink them. Just, I know. He didn't. 
He did it. Someone fucking sent a photo. Speaking of that, speaking of Austin chugging beer, sent a photo of Stone Cold beer in his hand, and it had non-alcoholic on it. And they were like, my childhood's ruined. And I was like, well, (laughs) first off, it probably should be. (laughs) (laughs) With as many as he was throwing down, right? But number two... There's still alcohol in non-alcoholic booze. Like you sure. can't if you're on if you're at AA, if you go into AA, you can't have a non-alcoholic beer. It's like point zero zero five yep. or something like that, but there's still alcohol in it. So let's I'm sorry that it ruined your childhood. You thought he was chugging Budweiser's and Miller Lights and stuff Steve-wiser. like that. <laughs> right. And you thought they were full of alcohol. But they're also some of the lightest beers in the world. Yeah. <laughs> they're like 4.2, something 4.5. Calm down. Yeah. Let's, let's not make it seem like he was ch- oh, IPA. Could you imagine <laughs> if, he was d- if Stone Cold just started chugging double IPAs? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> they go to throw him another one. He's like, oh. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> just. Austin can't. No, no. What? You want to give me another one? I don't want it. No. (laughs) Can't handle it. What? I don't want it. (laughs) I'm so drunk. Oh, my God. (laughs) No more two hearted. (laughs) No more IPA Steve Weisers. Because he has his own beer. Yeah. Yeah. Broken Broken Skull Ranch BSR IPA. Dang. Never had it. If you think about it, if you think about it, the smartest thing Steve Austin ever did was getting a beer. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I can't I can't imagine how much beer he sells. I also have never had it. I don't know how to attain it. I know it's I haven't seen it in the store. Can you order beer online and they send it to you? Yeah. You can? Mm-hmm. Huh. Usually gotta order a pretty decent quantity. Like I can't just buy a lot of craft beer enthusiasts like, you know, me. Can't just buy one bottle. You have to buy at least five or ten from these sites. Or like a six pack. Mm -hmm. Okay. But mm -hmm. I don't know about that that one, but. I'd be down for that. I'd buy a six pack. Yeah. Fucking Broken Skull. We should do that one day. Mm -hmm. Just have it on here. Just like, oh, this podcast is brought to you by Broken Skull Beer. (laughs) Cracking and everything. And Mm -hmm. Stone Cold's like, no, I didn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I am not affiliated. (laughs) I'm not. What? (laughs) (laughs) I did not send a beer. What? No vodka, (laughs) tequila, whiskey, more beer. More vodka, more tequila. Oh, hell yeah. All of it. Smitty says we got to get it shipped from California, at least a case. Smitty in text is way better than Smitty on the microphone. (laughs) 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 There isn't a care in the world. (laughs) Just taking text. Smitty's like, I'm just going to respond to this real quick. Now I can't wait to see what he says when I just said he ain't shit in text. Yep. Um, so while we're still waiting for AR Fox to call in, let's get into a little bit of what happened over the weekend. NXT TakeOver was huge. Fucking huge, man. Uh, Gargano took the North American title. Shayna Baszler retained with help from the three, two of the four horsewomen mm-hmm. over Bianca Belair. Uh, Ciampa held, kept his belt. Tomato Ciampa. What? <laughs> <laughs> the War Raiders uh, became the first ever team to hold the NXT tag team titles, the Ring of Honor tag team titles, and the New Japan tag team titles, Damn. IWGP heavyweight championship tag titles. Uh, first team to ever do that. And, of course, the kickoff was Matt Riddle beating Cassius Ono in a submission, which he tapped, but it wasn't a submission hold. Riddle was just fucking driving elbows in, into him and yep. everything. So what did you think of TakeOver, man? It was solid, for sure. 
they always do a great job, uh, these big four pay-per-views with, with TakeOver. I, I mean, I think it's a fantastic way to roll into the main event on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, they had a couple moments where it was dragging a little bit. I wasn't a huge fan of the Riddle match. It was good, but um, but for the most part, it was fucking fantastic. Yeah. It, it had me on the edge of my seat. A lot of really good moves. I was really impressed with um, uh, the tag team match with some of the – the way, oh, what's his name? Bigger dude that does the cartwheels and shit. Hands in a row, one of the two. Yeah, the way that that dude can move. Bald one or with with hair? Yeah, with hair. The one with hair, that's Hanson. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, it's really entertaining. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying about the independent shows and how you can just kind of tell when they're they're there for the, the love of the sport. And these guys seem like they just go a little bit more above and beyond than the main card does. To, to make you just flip out in your seat. Do you feel that – so we've been talking many times about this, how it just seems like sometimes NXT just destroys the main card mm-hmm. overall. Like there isn't a single time you've seen an NXT takeover, you're like, oh, that was that was all right. Mm-hmm. Every time you're always coming up, man, that was amazing. And it seems like there's so much for the main roster to live up to, but they never kind of do. Do you think – that's mainly because of Vince's, Vince's influence, or is it some of the talent? I think it's some of the talent. It could be a little both, but some of the talent really trying to get their name out there and be seen and, hey, let me come up now to the main roster. And kind of like these guys, you kind of look at it like a minor league type thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Really pushing to give it their all. And it, it could be a little bit of Vince trying to draw that the audience into NXT more, trying to build that brand as big as he possibly can, mm-hmm. you know? Obviously, Vince – well, that's Triple H's brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Vince is in much more control of the main roster, but he gave 205 Live to Triple H, and 205 Live did a dramatic 180, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> from what it was being done when everyone else was handling to Triple H. So now Triple H is NXT and 205 Live, and both of those shows are performing at ex- an incredible heights. Even like when we were watching the Cruiserweight match, you know, uh, we were giving our we gave our ratings uh, for the most part. We're still waiting on uh, Mr. Z to give his rating. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, for that one he did give a rating. Uh, we all gave it around a seven. Yeah, you know, uh, and that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're when you're giving out match ratings and stuff like that, seven for a fatal four way is yeah. a real is a real difficult thing to get because there's a fatal four way. If you're missing spots and things like that, it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be difficult to hold up to. Sure, you know, but that cruiserweight match that two hundred five live it just it showcases them so much more, you know, and yes, I agree. I, I feel like Triple H gives so much to the talent, trying to get them over, trying to get them up and things like that, that it becomes a situation to where that, you know, you you want to be better. You want to overshadow what's coming behind you, mm-hmm. you know, because then what comes behind you is supposed to be your main talk, your main stars. And these are, and that's, you know, where it comes back. And we'll get into that obviously a little bit. Um, So what was your highlight of uh, TakeOver Phoenix? The Ricochet Gargano match, yep. the whole thing. There wasn't a point where I was kind of like, okay, you know, they're kind of resting a little bit and taking things slow. I mean, it was from start to finish, just edge of my seat, awesome. A lot of really good aerial moves. Um, 
one thing that I wasn't too crazy about, Ricochet a few times uh, reversed a Huracarana when he would, like, land on his feet from it. One time, cool. Two times, okay. But I think he might have did it, like, three or four times. And I was like, okay. That one where they uh, <clears throat> try to get, Gargano tried to get him with a Frankensteiner, but he didn't stick the landing. Yeah. It was it was a sweet moment. It was yeah. a great moment because it was obviously a bigger one. But I saw somebody uh, put on Twitter that said, "Can we have a uh, moment of silence for Rick King Ricochet right now? Because you know he's beating himself up for not sticking that landing." Yeah. Ricochet quoted the tweet and he goes, "I really am." <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And that's and again, it's that's that's what he does, man. Like hit the him diving over the top rope. Landing on his feet on the ramp just to look up at Velveteen Dream was a moment that everyone was like, holy fucking shit! Yeah. You know, like, and so, yeah, I agree. Gargano and uh, Ricochet stuck out to me. I was very happy Gargano took it. I felt it was his time uh, to take it. Him and Ciampa standing at the ramp at the end of it, you know, doing it themselves, DIY style, I thought was a great moment to close out the show, but it led into something that is hasn't been done in a very long time for WWE. WWE is putting on another halftime heat. Yeah. Super Bowl. And they're man, are they mocking Maroon Five? <laughs> 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 they are straight up coming out with the commercials when you could be watching this. You could be doing this. You know, like why watch this when you could do this? That's right. And I was just like, holy fucking shit, man. Like, they're just going at it. They don't give a fuck. They, they, are, uh, they are totally just going. They, they don't care. WWE's just like, fuck Maroon 5. Fuck. <laughs> and I'm all right with that. I'm 100% okay with that. Because that's exactly what it should be. You wanna, You want to make them tune into you. But the last time this was happened... Pretty sure it was the Rock and Mankind. So now it's just give everyone a heads up. What it is is after everything was going off of the air, uh, Velveteen Dream comes up while Champa and Gargano on there. He starts talking shit. They start going back and forth. That Alistair Black comes from the ring. He then Adam Cole comes out and then Ricochet comes out. So it's Alistair Black, Velveteen Dream, <clears throat> and Ricochet versus versus Champa, Gargano. And Adam Cole for halftime heat, and dude, that's gonna be fucking nuts. It's gonna be awesome. Halftime heat is, and it's not even main WWE stars are doing, dude. They're doing NXT stars. They're called WWE halftime heat, but it's all NXT people. Yeah, sure. You got to look at uh, Gargano in the Royal Rumble. You got to look at Aleister Black in the Royal Rumble, and uh, excuse me, last year saw Adam Cole. In the, Adam Cole's just everywhere right now, dude. Yeah, like you know, like you said, he's at Evolve one twenty one and twenty two in Atlanta. In North Carolina in February. <clears throat> North Carolina. Throw your hands up. Mm-hmm. So are you excited for this? Are you going to watch that? Are you, one, are you going to watch the Super Bowl? Yes. I don't have a lot of enthusiasm, but yes, I will watch the Super Bowl. Are you going to throw on the WWE Network at halftime? I'm going to have that motherfucker on my phone. <laughs> Absolutely. Because <laughs> I can't. Exactly. Turn off the halftime show. Number one, it's it's a Super Bowl halftime. But my girl will stab me in the neck with a knife if I turn off Maroon 5 and her future husband, Adam Levine. It's a weird thing for your girlfriend to say. Yeah. Like for you to especially say about Mm -hmm. your girlfriend. Yeah, that's fine. 
<laughs> yeah, but so I'll definitely. So we're not be getting married. Adam Levine's coming through. <laughs> He's going to be singing at the wedding, and then it's just going to be a thing, right? Like I'm going to ask Maroon Five to play at the wedding, and then I'm just not going to have a wife anymore after mm-hmm. the after the reception, which is cool because we wouldn't have had sex to consummate the marriage. He'll go through a table before, but it's fine. But, I mean, I think he could take it. I think he knows how to fall. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I think that's a really good, a really good thing because. I don't remember when that last halftime heat was. Obviously, it was a while ago if it was Rock and Mankind. Yeah. But the fact that you can not only watch it on the WWE Network on, you know, your PlayStation, Xbox, whatever, your phone, you can – so many more people are going to have the opportunity to tune into that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge thing for NXT, especially those guys are putting in that match. It's going to be huge. I'm I'm excited. I, I, think, I think that match is probably going to be one of the better things uh, – NXT can put out. Yeah. I think all six of those guys can go, and I just, I'll be honest, man, I could see maybe Alistair Black coming up or something. I, I don't know. I would love it, too. I think it's Alistair Black's time. Yeah. But I think he might, sh- he should have a mania appearance. hmm I think that would be great. My girl confirmed that she will stab me in the neck with a knife. Yep. <laughs> Tracy's listening in, huh? Yep. <laughs> She's like, God damn right I will. Son of a bitch, try to turn off my Adam Levine. Talking about my man. He's my Levine. <laughs> do, do you think because his last name is Vine, he only goes six seconds and he's done? <laughs> <laughs> but like the French six, so he's like, because <laughs> he's Levine. <laughs> You see my wee wee? <laughs> my wee wee. I take care of your pee pee. <laughs> I take care of you. You love me, Chachuto. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving into the Royal Rumble, man. Royal Rumble, like we said, like we've mentioned, like we've talked about over and over again, is a fucking seven hour show. A seven hour show that went to, I'm sorry. Let's stop saying it was a seven hour show. It was a show, a wrestling show that went to fucking midnight. <laughs> Right, because I'll be honest, if it was a seven-hour show that ended at eleven, I'd probably be all right with it, you know. But it was a show that fucking went to midnight, midnight. Ugh. Yeah, went on forever. Uh, they threw the match of uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable against Razor and Dawson because Akum was injured, so the AOP can't fight as a tag team. So they threw Dawson in there, and of course, Roode and Gable won, which was even weirder to me, man. It's like. Why? Why did they need that win? They didn't. Why did they need that match? Yeah. They didn't. Didn't they say that the winner, if Akam and uh, Dawson were to win that match, then they would get a tag team title opportunity? Those two or the winning team? Like if Razor and Akam won, they would get the title shot. Like if Razor got the pin, I don't AOP he, would get the belt. Was it something like that? I, I thought I remember. I'll be honest, we didn't have the sound on. Okay. Hear. Well, they didn't make mention of it on Raw or SmackDown, so yeah, fuck the, it. Yeah, it was so important, yep. and then nothing ever came of it. Yep. Uh, Rusev versus Nakamura. That was a surprise. Nakamura taking the U.S. title yeah. off of Rusev. Yeah. I don't think any of us called that. Nope. Well, I didn't. My girl did. Yeah. Yep. She filled out a card. She uh, she picked Nakamura. Yep. I was like. Wow, are you fucking kidding me? And then they, they won, and you're like, what the fuck? Yep. We're doing, uh, so we did a giveaway <clears throat> for the a, a couple of the matches we did, though. SmackDown women's title. Mm-hmm. We did the SmackDown tag titles. 
and we did the universal title, which to me I thought were pretty difficult to decide. Yes. They were not apparently to everyone else but here. You know, like everyone went with best tag team. Uh, no, the tag match was a little bit more even in the box, but there was way more in Asuka's box. Mm-hmm. So basically, hey, you put your name on a piece of paper, put it in the box of the person you think was going to win. Randomly pull out of that box, and that person wins a prize. Okay. There were way more in the Asuka box than the Becky box. And there were way more in the Brock box than the Balor box. And I was like, man, this is the one time that they've made it seem like Brock could lose. Yeah. Like you're going with the whole David Goliath. David always wins. You know, but they're all saying David's not going to win this time. But David always wins. And then David didn't win. So <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay, guys. And, we'll, and definitely we're going to do that in a little bit. But uh, so yeah, Rusev and Nakamura was a definite swerve match. Oh, we got this. <clears throat> you know what this is. You know, you know what, what time is. it is. You're calling into Breaking Down the Ring, talking with Mikey. Who are we speaking to? Yo, what's up, man? This is AR Fox. I'm sorry I'm late. It's okay, brother. Anytime, not a problem. We always know things happen. Things get caught up in uh, regular lives. We just appreciate the fact that you're even calling in. Thank you so much, man. How are you doing today? No, really. No, man. My bad, dude. No, thanks for having me. And I just literally I just got wrapped up in training, and it just slipped my mind, and it just hit me just now. Hey, training, we, we need to do training. You got some stuff. You got some a tag title match coming up in February. Yeah, you got to train your ass off for that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's what I was getting ready for. So, you know. Taking on the Street Profits at Evolve 121 in Atlanta, your hometown? Um, now it is. It's been for the past 10 years. Are we live on the gimmick now? Yeah, we are live now, brother. Okay, sweet. Yeah, man. Now nah, it's been my home, though, for about 10 years. So, yeah, I guess you can call it my hometown. And so, um, yeah, I'm uh, really excited to show the Street Profits. Uh, the real, uh, the real streets of Atlanta when they come here. Right. I don't know if they'll be welcome though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, they're coming in uh, to to your territory, trying to hold. They, you know, they took your titles out of your company, and I think it's time for you to take them back. Yeah, man, they come. They're coming into my territory. Period. When they come to evolve, whether they come to Atlanta, New York, Florida, Detroit, wherever we're going, they they step into my territory. They walk into my trap. They're not going to take it over. Taking the titles at Evolve 121. Yeah, Evolve 121 happening in fr- uh, Friday, February 15th. Uh, bell time's 8 p.m. at the Croc Center of Atlanta, 967. The Croc Center of Atlanta. 967 Dewey Street, Southwest Atlanta, Georgia. You guys can go to etix.com or get tickets at calling 1 800 514 AR, man, so who are you tagging with at this match? I'm teaming up with, a, with one of my Skulk boys. I'm teaming up with Leon Ruff, you know, up and coming. Just signed with Evolve. He's on fire right now. You know, he's in a different place than he was last time we challenged for titles. So so this time it's it's we, we got in the bag. Nice, nice. I, I, honestly, man, you, you just came off of a tag team match with Johnny Gargano at Evolve uh, 119 as well. So you're getting your tag team time in. You're definitely able to knock it out. Uh, you guys have Adam Cole in your main event for 121, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got uh, Adam Cole in the building. You know, we, uh, we have, we've always been having a lot of uh, uh, NXT talent coming in and stuff. It's pretty... Uh, 
it's pretty unbelievable right now. You know, I yeah, this can uh Sorry to cut you off. No, yeah, no, no. I just uh, I've been telling everyone, man. Like, if and put it in baseball terms, evolve is like the double A baseball team to the major league one. Like people leave, you know, when you guys were here in Michigan for uh, one Oh five, that was Keith Lee's swan song match. I was there for, and then of course he showed up on NXT. Like people are going from you to NXT to like the major leagues, man. So it, it's, yeah. it, it's the biggest, as far as I'm concerned, one of the biggest indie. And I use that quotes with that, uh, wrestling things going There's on right now. comparison to it, you know, with all due respect, you know what I mean? I, I only keep it positive in the pro wrestling business. Uh, you know, everyone does their own thing. But, yeah, man, ain't nobody on Evolve's level. Ain't nobody's doing what Evolve's doing, you know. Yes. There's no, you know, they, it, you know what I mean? We, you know you're doing it when you just worry about yourself and, doing your own thing you know i just know that from my personal career but you know everybody else is you know talking about you or knows about you but you really don't know anything else you know right like evolve is this busy and like making literally making history in the business stuff that's unheard of or like unimaginable to me even two years ago if you told me something that I, we were going to be wrestling contracted WWE superstars, like famous people, like you know, working in front of millions of people, you know, at takeovers and stuff like that the next week. Right. You know, so just like, I just cannot even compare any other, and using that term loosely, indie company to Evolve. Evolve is just on a whole, whole nother level with NXT talent and the, it, it just there, period. Like, I don't know. I just can't even. I'm not even worried about doing many other indies. I really just do AAW. Okay. You know, and I know that's not, we're not pushing anybody else, but like, just to be honest, like, really, I just wrestle and evolve there and at my school, man. It's just, what's going on right now is just pretty. I don't know. Nobody, I don't know. Nobody could say anything that would, I would think, could like even. You know what I mean? Right. And any other company that, like, has a track record like Evolve mm-hmm. was Evolve, well, the people, the same people, the same person that runs Evolve was running those companies that helped other people as well. So it's like, it's been the common denominator, you know, I'm just, I'm a company guy, obviously. Right. Well, tell <laughs> us, you said you, you have a school as well, right? Yes, I do in Atlanta. The WWA four. All right, and how's that going? How long have you had that school? Um, I've had it for about maybe a little over two years now. Okay. Um, it was the school I originally joined back in two thousand and seven, but um, I uh, didn't start owning it until December of twenty seventeen. Okay. Yeah. How many uh, students you got there? Uh, uh, they don't all come on one day, so okay. I'll say that first. All right, but probably around fifty or so. That's a nice school, man. No, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty. <laughs> I'm grateful. I'm grateful. That's why I'm here now. I'm still here. 
right? Giving back to the, giving back and hopefully making people just as astonishing as you are. You know, I was telling the story uh, at Evolve 105 here in Livonia with Keith Lee Swansong. You were the one that stole the show for us. Cause, uh, oh, cool! Thank you, dude. Your match—you went over the, you have over the top corner of the ring, yeah. and you took out the entire uh, the evolved stage, the entrance ramp, where they could not have it fixed the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. That it, was a fun one. It, it was, I got it, to wrestle my friend on that one, Myron Reed. Yes, that was a fun one. But yeah, I'm glad. I, I appreciate the compliment. But yeah, man, I'm just I'm grateful. I'm having fun out there. And I'm just glad that people like to see what I'm doing. You know, I dedicated a lot of time and hard work to it and all the sacrifice and all that stuff, you know. But at the end of the day, I'm having fun, really. It's not work to me. So, yeah, people like, yeah, I'm just having fun out there and then getting complimented for it. So I'm just chilling, man. I'm just grateful. So I appreciate your kind words towards my my performance that night. Amen. And all, honestly, like I said, if you when you blow people away, uh, when that was my first Evolve show, and it was honestly the first time that I saw you, and you stole the entire show, just not for me, for even talking with people afterwards, they everyone said that yours was the match of that night. And we it, like it, so it's definitely not just me, but I I have to give props where props are due, and you definitely deserve all of the props uh, from that night. So speaking of, we got more stuff coming up. You guys are coming back here Friday, May tenth, the same area in Livonia, Michigan. That was just announced this week. But before all that, as we said, evolve one twenty one in Atlanta. Adam Cole versus Strange Strickland in the main event. Uh, Yourself facing for, uh, the Street Profits, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins going for the Evolve Tag Team Championships. Is this your first time going for the uh, Evolve Tag Team Championships? No, it's not. We actually wrestled them in the same, the same, the same teams and everything. Me and Ruff teamed up uh, before against the Street Profits for the titles, and we came up short. Um, but now. You know, Ruff's, Ruff's got a little bit more confidence now since he signed. It's always a boost of confidence for someone. For sure. You know, just uh, follow through with everything they do once they step through the curtain just a little bit more. So, uh, you know, I have, um, I have faith in him that uh, this time he'll be able to have a hold of his uh, side of the deal and we'll be able to take the titles. Take the, well, we don't got to take them anywhere because they're going to stay in the land with us, at least for the night. Right, As you know, we go party year. I got to school on my toe overnight party or something. Nice, nice. Um, I do want to talk about a little bit of your past, man, because obviously, uh, in you know, anytime you want to talk to somebody, you want to know who they are, what they've done, and it blew my mind to find out that you were the first, first ever evolved champion. Uh, winning that back and holding it for 324 days after a tur- eight man tournament where you beat Ricochet and Sammy Callahan. Yeah, that was a crazy night. I'll never forget that one. I actually just was thinking about it earlier today. I want to get some. I want to get some. Uh, I want to get some. Some of my memorable moments, like uh, uh, printed or framed or something like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think uh, that Sammy did a lot for me in the business. He helped me uh, uh, burst through a plateau. I feel like of. Uh, you know, just being like an indie guy, like a dime a dozen, you know, because there's, there's a lot of us uh, to, uh, not, not, so, not really an indie name, 
brought my he started my uh, my path to becoming an indie name because he was like the first indie name that I was wrestling and he was like as he is now again he was on fire at the time and like we wrestled a few times and everyone loved our matches so um yeah so it I learned a lot from him but that was I, I'm pretty sure like that might have been our fourth or fifth match and um but that was the first time I had beaten him and it was uh the most important one too. Obviously, and yeah. like just in my head, I felt like uh, I was making progress as a as a wrestler because even though you know, I don't know, you know, the win loss thing, but you know, I, I I always was losing to him, and then a couple couple months or maybe a year or so later, I was on top, and everyone was losing to me. Which is that's how it happens. I mean, when you're champion, like I said, 324 days you held that championship, which it, it's a it's a crazy run, you know. Period. It's just you know going that long. You held that championship for almost a year, and just ba- you took on a, a lot of people before you know finally losing to you know, Cassius Ono as everyone. It was Chris Hero at the time in Evolve. Uh, tell us some of the things that you things that obviously we just talked to you said that was something that just sticks out in your mind some of your other favorite mes- memories in wrestling oh man um yeah um well uh i've uh i made a vented cage death that was a really big moment for me just because i was always in the czw for a real long time and Cage of Death is a pretty big stage on the independent scene mm. still to this day, even though it's not your typical, uh, you know, or frowned upon by, you know, some fans, the style of it. But, um, yeah, besides WrestleCon, I think it's probably one of the bigger stages you could wrestle on uh, in um, the independent scene. So main event in Cage of Death was really big to me. Uh, debuting on TV for Lucha Underground was uh, really, really, really big for me. Um, wrestling the Street Profits, that was big for me because that was my first time ever wrestling someone that's contracted to WWE, like at the time. Um, wrestling AJ Styles was a major moment to me because uh, he was and still is to this day. My favorite... Um, my favorite in-ring performer. Um, I like people for different things, charisma, attitude, whatever. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, in-ring wise, AJ Styles has always been the uh, best to me for years. Ever since I really got into wrestling, and I seen what it was, and then I seen AJ Styles performing, and I was like, "Well, this guy does it the best." <laughs> um. So wrestling him was a really big moment to me. Wrestling Chris Hero was a big moment to me because some a lot of times in wrestling you don't learn a lesson like verbally. You know, you might learn it just in the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you do something or he he did something and it gained such a reaction. When I at that time just solely relied on 
stunts, basically. You know what I mean? To be straight up, almost. You know what I mean? Like, I like that risk factor. I live every day taking a risk, no matter what it is. Like, I just uh, an adrenaline junkie. You know what I mean? I want people's hearts to drop right. at least once every match. You know, like. I don't want to just have a good solid match. You know what I mean? I want people to be like, oh, like, you know, like I want to take people out of their seats and I want the reaction where I see everyone look to their neighbor and be like, wait, hold on. It was like, is he, he must, I think he really hurt himself there. Like, that's my, you know, I got off track. But, uh, but that, yeah, but that's what we're talking about, man. Things that stick out to you, and obviously, all of these things stick out to you because, like I said, when you're diving over the top corner and you're breaking the entire entrance ramp, that stood out to us when we were there at that Evolve show. So it, it makes sense. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah, that's exactly why I do something like that. Like you could do solid stuff all day, you know, but something like that I feel like will be memorable or also a moment too it doesn't always have to be physical it could be like a a turn or something with emotion or mm-hmm. something that's been like built up for over time or something like that like I understand that too but my strong point would be to make memorable moments out of risks that's, that's amazing and hopefully man you make memorable moments uh, at Evolve 121 in February uh, let's Tell people where they can find you on social media. You know, we have uh, you on Twitter at a real fox with fox with two X's. Anywhere else they can find yep. you besides Twitter? No, really, I just go on Twitter now. Uh, I used to only do Facebook, but now I got Twitter. So, uh, yeah, I just do that because it's pretty much just they go see everybody's on the same, everybody's on both of them anyway. Right. So <laughs> that's why I just like to pick one because. You know, it's just easier for for me like that. That's my so, philosophy too. Yeah, I'm just uh, <laughs> I'm just on Twitter, and I'm always at the WWE Four in Atlanta, the wrestling school. I wrestle there every Thursday, just like any other show. You know, just the same same matches, the same you know quality, same risks, all that stuff. So, you know, anyone that's in the Atlanta area or you know Georgia. Every Thursday, we got a free stack show, Pro Wrestling Party at the WWE 4. Nice. Um, yeah, that's it. That was there. A Real Fox on Twitter. That's, that's Fox with two X's, everybody. That's at A Real yep, Fox. Two X's. Yep, A-R-E-A-L-F-O-X-X. And again, A-R, man, thank you so much for calling. And we hope. And can, and can I give my wife a plug? For sure, brother. She's she's She's... she's, she's She's bursting out on her on her own career <laughs> and stuff. She's Ayla the Fox on Twitter. Okay. You know, one X for her. One X for her. <laughs> well, we yeah. are we already follow you, man. We're gonna go ahead and follow her next. Again, everybody go to Evolve One Twenty One in Atlanta fi- Friday, February fifteenth. Bell times at eight o'clock at the Croc Center of Atlanta. Get your tickets on etix.com or call one eight hundred five one four. 3849 Adam Cole of the Undisputed Era versus Shane Strickland in the main event and AR Fox and Ruff are going for those evolved tag team championships against the Street Profits Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins AR Fox thank you so much for calling in man we really appreciate it we hope to talk to you again soon when you become the evolved tag team champion all right man see you man thanks for having me thank you thank you sir bye Again, ladies and gentlemen, that was A.R. Fox. You can find him on Twitter at A Real Fox, A-R-E-A-L-F-O-X-X. And again, go to Club WWN. Get yourselves one of those 
uh, subscriptions, $9.99. If you can't be in Atlanta to watch the Street Profits, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins lose to AR Fox and Ruff, so they become the new Evolve Tag Team Champions, you can definitely watch it on Club WWN, WWN Live. Again, thank you so much to AR Fox for calling in. Really appreciate that. It's a good interview. Sounds like a bad man. Is, yeah, I caught the tail end. Sounded great. Yep. <laughs> it was honestly, uh, Z. I was telling him, you know, he remember when we went to the Evolve show, and the guy that jumped over the corner that crashed into the yep. uh, that's him. And I was like, dude, you. I, when you said we were having him on here, I knew exactly who he was. Yeah, it, he was one, when we were at the Evolve show. Even though I wasn't there for the duration like you guys were, mm-hmm. he was one of the uh, the talents. That stood out to me yeah. while we were there. So, yeah, it was, it was great. Whoa, what was that? I don't know, but we're all getting it. Yeah, it's an emergency alert to the extreme temperatures. Consumers ask everyone on Friday, everyone to lower their heat to sixty-five or less through Friday. Yeah, right. Suck my dick. <laughs> it's negative twenty-eight outside. Ass. I was thinking about leaving my truck running while I parked. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> it, it is so co- I just came from work it is so cold outside that you might as well I, I was Victor Freeze I would start to sweat and before it could turn to sweat it was just an icicle uh, <laughs> and then I have this really bad habit where I lick my lips when I'm working like when I'm like putting real like thought into something I like li- lick my beard yeah bad idea when I got back in the truck it was just frost <laughs> <laughs> idiot silly Fuck. you shouldn't do that again It'll, ha- it'll happen tomorrow. <laughs> Why did I do this? I, I, you know what's funny is I'll do it and I'll be doing it going, why the fuck am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going to make it better. It's not going to do anything good for me at all. Uh, so we were kind of talking about the NXT TakeOver. Uh, Daniel from Pro Wrestling Scorecards is going to or is calling uh, in right now. It's, it's such a good song. We, uh, we took that overall, right? Yeah, I. So it went away. It went away. I can't answer the phone call. They just want us to jam. I can't answer this phone call, Daniel. Daniel, hang up and call back. <laughs> oh, there it is. Daniel. Yeah, what's up, man? Hey, man. No, dude, I could not find the button to answer the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it was taking so fucking long. <laughs> <laughs> You're obviously not listening. Whatever. <laughs> So since Smitty's not here, how's it feel to lose twice? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, um, but let's let's be honest. Ramon, like, went off for you guys, man. He, like, put 155 total. Like, that beat. Yeah, he did great. Yeah, that beat one, two, three, three of us. Ramon himself would have beaten three of us. Only had to face me. That's why I lost. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, so let's talk about the scorecards, man. How are the downloads for it? Um, I honestly don't know. The The link tracking service you're using for it uh, failed to report any data. Oh. So I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I, I even posted the scorecards in a couple of wrestling groups. I've been trying to get you more downloads this time, too. <laughs> I appreciate that. I will, I will tell you that based on the interaction we had on, on social media and just the, uh, you know, based on analytics of like Twitter, Facebook about the interactions on the actual posts themselves, like it looks really good. I got to crunch the numbers, figure out what it is, but 
Um, so we did really well. We picked up a bunch of patrons, um, sold some shirts even. So, I mean, it was all in yeah. all, it was a good weekend. <laughs> nice, man. You know, I was telling everyone, you know, I told when I quoted that tweet, you know, they only had 1,999 followers. I was like, we got to beat their ass to at least 2K. And Daniel's like, yeah, we got another 200 followers after that. <laughs> and I was like, that's totally not for me, but I'm going to take all the fucking credit. <laughs> you, you never know. <laughs> so you were in Phoenix this whole weekend. Would anyone tell you to take your shirt off besides your wife? Uh, no, no. I didn't wear any AEW merch, though. I just wore my pressing scorecard stuff. Do bullet club things, but no. No AEW shit. I mean, you, so. got, you guys did notice that it was, like, everybody in the front row. Like, everyone behind the front row, they probably didn't get fucked with. No. And, and I don't know if you guys noticed, they actually missed somebody on SmackDown. There's a, yep. a guy with a, in the back on a Mysterio wearing the shirt. <laughs> So I'm talking to Allie about it, and I'm telling her what's going on about how these people are being forced to take off their shirt because it says AEW on it and how stupid it is. And she sides with the WWE and goes, well, you know, that that seems fair because they're in competition with WWE. And I pause the TV while I'm watching Raw, and I go, Bullet Club shirt? New Japan shirt, and I'm just I'm just picking out the crowd. I go, those are all you know, com- you know, people that compete with WWE. It's just this one company that they seem to be picking on, and I could not change her mind for the life of me. I, I think it might be off. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. If you, I mean, I'll be listening. honest. I, I'll be honest. I side with WWE a little bit on this one too, because it is their televised product. There is stipulations to buying tickets to be in their show. Like, they have a right to kick you out of there for any reason. So it is what it is, I feel like. I think people are wearing them in just to intentionally be disruptive. And you know what I mean? They deserve it. Well, yeah, ever since the first account, I'm assuming anybody that has one tries to sneak into a WWE show as like like for, like, a personal goal or something. But (laughs) I I posted something on uh, social media earlier. And it was, uh, until there's a match card, AEW is just a t-shirt company, which is technically true. (laughs) (laughs) And I will say, and you know, whoa, Jesse made the point, them doing that is giving AEW all the free advertisement in the world. Yeah. Absolutely. So keep sending people in. Fuck it. I mean, you're getting all this attention on social media with not, you're not even doing anything. Yeah. They're playing it really. I, I, I. This is why I side with WWE in the fact they don't want the stuff on television, but they're not handling it in a way that is right because, again, they're, like Jesse said, they're just bringing attention to them. It's not helping anything. It's actually hurting them probably at this point. Well, my, my <laughs> thought process is if, you're, if I'm sitting front row, so I paid, you know, let's say between – An exuberant amount between of Between $500 and $700 to sit there, right? Or Why more. wouldn't you come up to me and be like, hey, you can't wear this shirt, but here – Here's a free WWE shirt you can put on, right? You, you know, like you know, at least yeah. uh, that way you don't look like such a dick. And then there were people making the comment like, "Oh, why is this guy wearing two shirts in Phoenix?" There are people behind him wearing hoodies. It was at night. <laughs> it's Phoenix. It's right, not right. like it was fucking. You know, they were in fucking Mexico. Yeah, the desert gets really fucking cold at night, especially yeah. in the winter yeah. time. Like it may not snow, but. It, it's still, I mean, you also got to remember, though, in Arizona, when it's like 50 degrees to them, that's like it being five right. degrees outside here. Exactly. And that's why the guy was right. in a hoodie. Because that's what I was Yeah, we also, we, we I brought a hoodie with two us shirts to we weren't sure if they were going to have the, the roof open or not. Did they have the roof open? 
No, they didn't. Because uh, that's right. That's the baseball stadium that closes. That's right. Yeah. They can yeah. never do that here. What? At least not the Rumble. What, have it open? Yeah. We'll have a place that's well, a baseball stadium here. Well, if they did the Rumble in December, we'd be fine because it's 60 here. Come January, <laughs> it takes a nasty <laughs> fucking turn. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your overall experience? Like, you went to Access. You uh, got some photos taken. You said Roderick Strong was showing people how to do the Undisputed Era sign, which is hilarious By to By the me. way, I'm jealous of all the pictures you and Des posted. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fucking not. Um, no, I'm not. You're right. <laughs> uh, so go ahead and like just tell us about you guys, you and the the lovely Adesible one uh, ex- experience there. Uh, yeah, I mean, so it was an interesting weekend because I don't know, like Takeover was like a sold out talking stick arena. Like it seemed like every seat was sold, minus a couple top sections, but huge crowd, like. Really into it. Great show. Uh, despite uh, the fact that I see a lot of people posting that this was not their best showing, which, I mean, maybe uh, my perception was different live, but I thought it was an amazing show. Um, people were just being... You know, the audience... Go ahead. I was going to say, people were just being a dick about the show to be the dick, seemed like, because yeah. overall... I mean, there were certain things about each rumble. I No, he's talking about the takeover. Oh, uh, wait, hold on. People didn't like takeover? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like that wasn't just people like trolling. <laughs> like they really did. Yeah, like I, I don't know. It must be. <laughs> well, no, that's what well, I like. About takeovers. I I heard. I, I got some feedback about it be like people thinking it was a terrible show, but I just assumed they were being trolls because takeover is never a bad show. Right. Right. I did find it interesting that the day after there was that news that they intentionally toned down takeover. But it didn't feel like that to me. No, they can tone it down all they want, and it's still fucking better. I don't watch. I don't watch the show because it's toned up. The wrestling is the wrestling, no matter what. And it was right, and right. it's always really good. Like Matt Riddle and Ono was my least favorite match, and I still thought that was a good match. Yeah, I thought it was great. Right. Yeah, I agree. So, so I don't know. That, that show was good live. Like the audience really into it. I mean, there's always that jerk off in your section that's yelling dumbass shit but other than that it was great they're the worst um, what was the jerk off yelling oh it was all sorts of just rant this, this shit offense it, it intentionally trying to grab attention you know aew chance and dumb shit like that just just trying to be a troll of sorts you know is the <laughs> is the aew chant the new cm punk chant i you know i don't think it's that far yet <laughs> but do you do you think it'll get there i don't know Maybe one that's actually on television. Were they chanting AEW or are they chanting All Elite? All All Elite. Uh, they were doing both. Yeah, I was going to say. But again, it was only a small chunk of people. Like you probably didn't even catch it on television. <laughs> no. But that or they probably blurred it out the minute they heard it because they they definitely toned they definitely turn up and turn down the audience um, or the crowd mm-hmm. reactions, and you can tell when they like amplify it. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, that show was good. The ending was interesting. The part they didn't air on the network was... Are you talking about where, there was a, where Dream the, and... The brawl was on there or not. Are you talking about where the Dream and uh, Aleister Black and somebody else kind of did like a curtain call thing? Yeah, and Ricochet. Yeah, yeah they were out there for like 10 minutes just like pandering with the crowd off the network. It felt really like a, like a goodbye moment. But then none of them showed up at Rumble. 
None of them showed well, up. Well, Alistair, 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 Alistair Black was well, Alistair Rumble. Black and Rumble, sorry. Well, um, and I, I don't know. I didn't read the spoilers on it, but I know Dream was in that tournament over the weekend that's going to air next Saturday. Yeah, he was. And then also, Dream has been... I, I was reading the spoilers for the NXT tapings that are happening right now, and I only read the first day, and Dream was there for that. So, I, I don't know. It was a really weird ending if it wasn't their goodbye moment. You know what I mean? So, I don't know what they were doing there. Um, you didn't stay for the NXT overall, tapings? Say again? You didn't stay for the NXT tapings? No, no. They, they did tapings beforehand. There was only two matches before. Oh, They're okay. doing tapings in full sale today. Hmm. Oh, all right. You're talking about... Okay, all right. I, I see yeah, what you're yeah. saying now. I thought you were talking about uh, what's going to air on... The access. Like the, the access, access the air tonight. Yeah, no, the air tonight. No, no, no. That... No, oh. that, that we were there for. That was before TakeOver. Okay. Uh, that was just two tag matches. <clears throat> How was the Rumble live the entire seven hours? Uh, <laughs> exhausting, <laughs> but primarily because I was so fucking irritated with the internet problem I was having. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. But overall, it was really good. I mean, I, I regret actually getting the seats that we got. We were, like, right behind the dugout um, on the third baseline. And... You almost were like we were too low. I wish I would have bought seats a little farther back. Ah, uh, like that, like like if you're in the front row, but like five rows back, where everybody's on the same plane, you can't see a fucking thing. That kind of thing. Yeah, so we, were, we were a little elevated, but we we're also like forty rows back. You know what I mean? Because right, there's a right. pretty big difference between the ring and the and the dugout areas. So, um, imagine like the the distance of the ramp that they were coming down, and then we were like six rows up from that. I heard the lights were an issue for you guys. Oh yes, it's a good thing they the don't. Crowd, have, I was say it's a good thing they the don't. The crowd did so many turn off the light chance. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what was the lights? It was just the, the normal ring light setup, but they had it set up in a way where it's literally just like shining in people's eyes. There was quite literally a kid sitting next to me wearing sunglasses Weird. in the dark in the arena. <laughs> Weird. I don't know. If you, if you listen to the crowd, you can hear the chants of the trough of lights. And every time, like, a, 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 a superstar came out with a ring lights turn off, mm-hmm. they'd all cheer. They were popping for the lights, not that, for the person. That makes <laughs> so much sense. <laughs> I can finally see. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Thank God. It was, it was blinding. It was crazy. So then you were um, also there for Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. You did all four shows, huh? Yeah. They gave, they gave a good deal on the tickets. When you bought tickets to Rumble, they offered you tickets for the remaining three nights. And it worked out to, like, we paid $180 for, like, the three tickets for both of us for all three nights outside of Rumble. Fuck. That's super wow. fucking cheap. cheap. Yeah. At that point, I don't even care where the fuck I sit. <laughs> yeah, really? Right. Holy shit, man. I'm jealous. Yeah, it was a hell of a deal. Yeah, for real. <laughs> fuck you. Just kidding. Love you. <laughs> so what you're saying is we're all going to Rumble next year. We get to beat you in person next year? Awesome. <laughs> uh, so Raw and SmackDown, how did those come across? You? I know you told me that SmackDown was empty. Yeah, Smack, well, that's what was interesting to me is like this uh, during that weekend, you know, they had the, you know, they're lying 48,000 in the Rumble, but 30 and some change probably at the Rumble. And then they couldn't even fill the arena for SmackDown. It seemed crazy to me. The entire balcony was blocked off, and then the three uh, sections attached to the hard cam were all blocked off. Wow! So that whole mm. fucking side was black. Dead. Empty. 
Yeah. Smitty would have loved that Which side. Which is crazy. It would have been his favorite side. <laughs> He's like, I want to go sit over the black side. <laughs> here's what's interesting. Raw was the same way. It had the entire balcony blacked out. That makes so, sense. So not the hard cam side, but still, for a Raw, that was pretty bad. Because, for a Raw after a big four. <laughs> well, yeah, but still, like, Rumble saw, what, 48,000 people? You're not going to have that for Raw the next night. Because a, yeah, a lot of people travel to go to Rumble, where so you're just going to get the local crowd come Monday. I don't know, Dude, man. If, yeah. if those ticket deals are what he said it was, fuck, I would have jumped on that, too. Yeah, and they did travel packages, too, that offered all four nights, so... So, uh, if you don't mind me Not asking, really. all together between Rumble, the three shows, and travel package, without you know spending money and whatnot, what do you guys think you spent just to stay there for the weekend? Just you mean just for the shows or overall yeah, for the, for and the, the hotel. shows and the hotel, basically. Now, yeah, well, that's like fifteen hundred. That's not bad I'll, man. I'll for be, two people. No, I think that's yeah. a piece. No, fifteen hundred for both or fifteen hundred a piece. Yeah. No, for both of us. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. No. That's no. that's a great fucking deal. I mean, Allie, if you are listening, we, I Christmas. We drove in, so I mean that <laughs> saved us a little bit of money. True. That is that I, I agree. Uh you you did um drive there because it's it's so close. Yeah. All right, so throw throw in an extra th- so it costs us like eighteen hundred bucks, three hundred dollars for airfare. Yeah. Especially if we did yeah. early. Depending on how far you're going, yeah. But again, not bad. Yeah, two people. I mean, Mania is going cost us a lot more, but. <laughs> so is that our bucket list for next year to go to You're going to be at Mania, huh? Yeah. Oh, man. We're going to Mania and uh Me and Mikey are going to Mania one time. <laughs> are, are you going to do the Raw and the SmackDown after Mania? No. The tickets, uh, you know, we went to look at SmackDown, or uh, not SmackDown, sorry, uh, TakeOver tickets on resale because they sold out. Mm-hmm. They're outrageously expensive. So we're just, we're going to do, um, we already got the tickets for Supercard. We're going to Mania. And then we're going to do a bunch of uh, WrestleCon shows. We're going to try and make uh, Blackcraft. Nice. And then what, what? you're leaving out Monday morning, Monday afternoon? Yeah, by Monday morning. Oh, damn. I was saying. Those Mania tickets were fucking crazy expensive. I can't afford to do any more than that. <laughs> Man, I got Sundays off. <laughs> I could drive to New York right after work Saturday night. <laughs> it's only eight hours, depending on where in New York. Do it, man. You can go to Joey Ryan's penis party. Do it. <laughs> really, there was the whole reason we were going. Yeah, it was a fucking mania. <laughs> Fuck that. We're going to the penis party. Smitty wants a mold of it. Of course he does. <laughs> of course, we may not be doing, able to do that if we're going to be doing an event somewhere. But, um,. So overall, your experience in Phoenix, how was the town? I mean, I love Phoenix. I mean, we've been there a lot oh. for pay-per-views. This is actually the second Rumble we've seen in Phoenix. Um, oh, fuck you. Because we saw the one in 2012 where um, Punk dropped the belt to Rock and Cena won the Rumble. How, how did Des feel about that? Uh, she hated it. Also, if you pull up that pay-per-view on uh, the network, you will also see me in the background almost get into a fight with a guy in the audience. Really? <laughs> what, at what time? Yeah. About midway through the Rumble. I don't remember the exact time. <laughs> the Rumble pay-per-view or the Rumble match? No, it was the Rumble match. Oh. I know what I'm doing when I go home. <laughs> right? <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. I can't wait to see that. It's not that exciting. Fact, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. And we're going to screenshot it. We're going to put it all over Twitter. 
Yeah, how do we yeah. edit that video? It, oh, we probably can. Cause it's it very blurry. You will not be able to identify me, but... <laughs> oh, whatever. I'm going to see it. Uh, this fucking, we're going to get it. We're like, see this fucker fighting right here? This is fucking Pro Wrestling Scorecards founder, Daniel. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, Jesse says he watched it and he could not find you. That's all right. Well, you can't find. I'll, find you I'll can, get the. I'll get the timestamp. You, you can't find a fucking score on a scorecard either, Jesse. So, <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah, you know, let's calm calm the fuck down. Uh, so we we made mention made mention that if you guys won this time, we were going to have the rubber match for Mania and take over, and they include the G one supercard in there as well because you guys are doing a scorecard for that, correct? Yep. You don't have to answer now. I'd still be willing to do that. Yeah, we're like the Austin to your rock. Maybe this time you stand a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I need to uh, start recruiting somebody to replace Jesse. You should start <laughs> recruiting people to replace everybody but Ramon at this point. Yeah, I don't know, man. Mario Mario's overall score was 116. Joe almost covered that with just his rumble score of 109. <laughs> I was say I almost covered it and I had a, like a 106 or something. 103. Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't even yeah. fill out all of your uh, special appearances. Right. <laughs> yeah, Jesse was given a shit like you're giving a look like you didn't know this. I, I didn't. I thought I... No, I, you. there was 10. You only gave us five. Oh, it was 10? And then I, I asked didn't, you... I didn't read it because it's normally five. But I asked you in the chat for the, your other five, and you were like, uh, I asked. No, I didn't get an answer, so I'm like, what? When did you ask me for... I never got the message that you asked me for the other five. I asked a question if I could switch my scorecard after we did it, because when I was scribbling that on that entrant thing... I was like, oh, I have so many different theories. I want to change like my final four and all that in the actual rumble on the scorecard. And I wasn't scrolling through the 18 fucking. It wasn't that. It was like way early. It's funny because I asked him. I asked him twice, and I didn't get it. And that, and I was, dude, I was gonna be so mad if we lost because of you. <laughs> but hey, but you still I, uh... scored a 103 without putting in five extras. <laughs> God <laughs> fucking damn it. I would like to point out you could be champ right now if you would have gotten yeah, two that's of what those just went through my head. <laughs> Wouldn't have to give the fucking belt back. Not anyway, but. You fucking moron. Hold uh, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's trying to scroll and find me asking that question. Uh, so <laughs> I will gladly, we would rather love to go against you guys again, just because it's just so much fun, man. I mean, unless of course you guys find someone else that you want to do it with, put over another podcast. Obviously you've done the last two with us. I got no beef with that whatsoever, even though this all started because you tried to give me shit about giving you fake shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> but we still love you guys, man. Um, is there anything that stuck out as what, what was your moment of the weekend in Phoenix? What was, what was the thing that stuck? Maybe a match, maybe meeting somebody, anything like that. What stuck out to you the most? Oh, that's a tough one. I think, I think the, the, the raw moment of Lynch coming out. Yeah. Uh, giving that promo with, with Rousey, like the crowd was, Fucking on fire for that. You couldn't even hear. I didn't even hear the promo. I need to actually go back and rewatch it because I have no idea what Rousey even said. <laughs> oh, because they were so loud booing her? 
that was so loud. It was crazy. <laughs> Dude, it was, it was uh, deafening on, even like when she was talking on, when you're watching raw, it seemed like she was whispering. She's like, oh, I'll fucking kill you. It was was insane how much people were like, are over for Becky. People were chanting for Becky during matches that had nothing to fucking do with the women's division. Like, it was just, it's crazy how over she is right now. (laughs) Oh, I agree. I agree. And that's why she's going to headline WrestleMania. Yeah, the pops that she got just, I mean, for during her actual match, coming out for the Rumble, like, all that was just, it it was crazy. Like, to see how they're reacting to her, it, it, I don't know. I, I don't even think it's represented well on television. So I, I mean, say, I know I everybody loves like her, but turn, it's like it was crazy. I was gonna say, I feel like they turn it down on television because you can when she walks out, you can kind of hear the pop, but then it kind of like dulls itself out when you're watching it on TV. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. Even like during like during fucking the match tapings for uh, uh, like main event and stuff, people were chanting for Becky. Like it was like it was. I don't know. It's crazy. And then I think the other moment for me is probably as if I, cause it probably just because I didn't expect them to ever do this was that Nia Jax moment at the end of the men's rumble. Yeah. I don't like Nia Jax. I don't necessarily think she's the right person to do this with, but the fact that they kind of, they, they, you know, dip their toe into the potential of intergender was interesting. Well, I mean, they've done it before. I just can't believe they're doing it in 2019 because it already got a bunch of backlash. Yeah. I mean, but when have they done it before where they actually had one of the women take three finishers from some from people, from men? China. Yeah, but not since okay. then. You know I, what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just saying, like, you had, in the Rumble, you had China, Nicole Bass, and uh, Beth Phoenix. As far as China used to... St- used to take uh, finishers all the fucking time. But since her, nobody. Like, nobody... I mean, you might get, like, a, a spot here or there where they get kicked or hit with a guitar, but uh, beyond right. that, you know, it's not like, oh, hey, get your shit in and then eliminate her. Right. And then they doubled down and brought her out with that moment with Ambrose on Raw. I was really hoping he would give her the dirty deeds. <laughs> I was I was waiting for it, but <laughs> I don't know. So I'm curious to see where they go with that if they go anywhere, <laughs> especially with the whole talk of Ambrose leaving. Well, if he is really is leaving, that means he's probably going to job Tanaya um, at WrestleMania. Possibly, uh, maybe. Well, I, I read something that they were gonna that was like stopping him from possibly laying down another CM. Yeah, pipe, see that that's what I thought too. Because okay, so I have like two thoughts on this real quick. Okay, is I have a thought that this is just a work because how often does WWE announce this far in advance that a talent is leaving? Mm-hmm. But on the flip oh. side. If you saw that awkward moment on Raw where he was about to say something and then Nia came out, they cut his mic. And then, I mean, obviously they were like kayfabing the, the jaw jacking. Um, but then I was like, oh, maybe WWE got out in front of it because it wasn't too long after that that they were like, oh, hey, by the way, Dean Ambrose isn't renewing his contract. So they wanted to get in front of it before he could say anything because they didn't trust what he was going to say on the mic. Yeah. What's interesting, what's interesting about that, though, is most of the news outlets are reporting that he told them that he wasn't going to renew his contract after Raw that night. See, I read reports saying that he told every he told people close to him and executives, you know, a few executives in the WWE over the weekend that he wasn't going to renew his contract. And that was why he also mm-hmm. had the quick spot in the Royal Rumble where he was out, out like pretty 15 quick. minutes yeah. or something like that. 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they play. They play because the last time they've mentioned because they usually don't mention contracts. Period. So I thought that was weird. They even used that word or when no- they were talking about him. Or normally when they do, and somebody leaves, they like wish them well in their future endeavors. They don't announce, "Hey, uh, in two months from now, you know, Dean Ambrose is leaving." Yeah, the last time they had the conversation around a contract that I can recall is Punk right before his contract expired when they did that walk out with the belt. Spot, uh, yeah, but that work. that was all a work too, though. No. Yeah, but the, but no, the contract no, part of he, that was all true, right? In, there in was 2011, that, when that he when he ambiguity beat Cena, took the title, and supposedly didn't have a contract. Yeah. He was already under contract. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. well, he was. I know. I just but the, but the actual there's the, no I mean, way they put the, belt the contract on. expiration date was accurate. Yes, he had already resigned though. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they they had it resigned him. They just. Played along. With oh him. yeah, you're right. You're right because yeah. he he resigned that day at uh, it was now SummerSlam. He, he actually resigned before that, but they played it off like so. The way they the way they played it off on TV was he signed that night before Raw. So like Cena won the title from Ray, and then Punk no, comes no I'm I'm saying he signed at Money in the it was Money in the Bank, right? That was the pay per view where he won the title and left. Yes, yeah, the, the, I was in the, Chicago. Yeah, the contract was signed at Money in the Bank. Yeah, it was, it was signed actually before mm-hmm. Money. In yeah, the before. Bank. Yeah, before. But the, they kept going with the storyline. Yeah, exactly. But that yeah. wasn't. Yeah, yeah the storyline was he signed that raw, but but the expiration date of his contract at the time when it was mentioned was correct. Yes. Everything else was kayfabe. Right. Yeah. Right. But that's the last time I can remember them mentioning somebody's actual like using the word contract on television. <laughs> um. I don't know. And then I also found it weird that normally when, you know, they, they terminate people or somebody's leaving or whatever, they announce it on the corporate news site too. But there's no mention of this on their corporate news site. It's just something that's floating around social essentially. They have a corporate news site? Why don't I know about that? I didn't know about yeah. that either. When you click corporate on the WWE website. <laughs> oh, really? I'm going to do that now. I never wanted to be a part of the corporation, so I never clicked it. <laughs> <laughs> but normally, every time they terminate somebody, that's where it pops up first, or that's where they give the future endeavor well, speech. Yeah, that, there. Ma- that makes sense because that's like transactions in a uh, like a, a ball club, you know, like, oh, this person's released or this or that. Like, that's financial uh-huh. statements and shit. Right. Fucking Jesse's like, PW Scorecards has the connections. Wish you guys had connections to scoring. On your scorecards, Jesse. Yeah, you you may have connections, <laughs> but you can't fucking win. <laughs> you should connect the dots and the <laughs> the winners. Those are matches, idiot. I just love giving Jesse shit. All right, so when we beat we, when we beat you at Mania, if, we want if, all your connections. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> if we're two and zero, oh, you mean when? No, I'm saying they might not take us on. Oh. He, he didn't say yes. I said answer when you're ready. I mean, they they no, are. They, we're we're, we're going to do it. Oh, we're, we're going to do it. it. You, you know, you notice Dang. how you notice how every time we face them, though, they just keep adding another scorecard to it. Like now, we got to do the G one climax. <laughs> like he thinks he's going to win because half of us don't watch it, but <laughs> you'll see what happens. <laughs> well, definitively, we will do Takeover Mania. G one climax card is still kind of up in the air for me. If we do it, we'll make that part of it. But if we don't do it, then we'll just do Takeover Mania. I'm down for the G one. Yeah, I want to do it, but I also don't want to spend my entire weekend tracking scorecards. <laughs> that's hey, man. I'll be honest. That's why you keep people in the back. Are you leaving? No. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Daniel, I want to say thanks, man, for calling in. Appreciate it, brother. You've had a long weekend. Get yourself some fucking rest, man. All right, man. 
Thanks again for calling in. Thanks for having me on. I, yeah. Always, man. Any fucking time. Can't wait. Make sure you guys go get your pro wrestling scorecards for the upcoming event, Elimination Chamber. They're going to be back with that. Go to at PW Scorecards on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you again so much for calling in, Daniel. We'll talk to you later, brother. Thanks, man. All right, man. Bye. So let's quickly, quickly, we're going to get into uh, just a couple. I don't want to go too long because I don't want to go too far over. Um, Becky Lynch tapping and then Becky Lynch getting a rumble spot. How did you feel about that, Nick? <sighs> did it bug you? Did it bother you? It didn't at first, but then you I keep hearing that argument, and now I'm kind of like, it's bugging me a little bit. So I'll be honest. When it happened, I was like, oh, shit, Becky tapped out. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck's going to happen after this? Not Becky passed out. Becky tapped out. And I'm like, all right. So then she comes out, and she's like, put me in the rumble. Oh, I don't know why I give her that accent. She's like, put me in the Fight rumble. Fight me. Fight me. She's like, I deserve a spot. She can't make it. I'm going to be in. It's like, why do you deserve a spot? You tapped out. If you'd have passed out, I'd have understood that. Right. But if she I'd passed have... out, she couldn't have been in the rumble. But if, yes, she could have because it was later in the night. You, people wake up. I. Well, <laughs> but it it wasn't too much later that I mean they had the opening match and then the tag match and then the rumble. I had a feeling something was going to happen when that was the first match. Becky and Asuka. I was the like, minute that was the, the mi- first. Yeah. yeah, the minute that was the first match, I was like, "All right, Becky's losing. Mm-hmm. We're going to the rumble." But like you said. Because because uh, I was calling that what the fucking happened I'd been calling for weeks before, and then I fucking changed it. She put her in the Oscar lock, and you know I was watching it with Allie, and Allie was like, "Ooh, Becky's gonna tap," and I go, "There's no way they make Becky tap. If anything, Be- Becky's passing out, like you said, make him look strong but still lose." But I will say this: at least Becky tapped out to a move that looked devastating. Like, not just, like, the Oscalock or whatever. It was, like, some... I mean, obviously, it wasn't that bad, but it was, like, inverted, and it looked brutal. So, at least there was, like... Asuka had to, like, go to a different level to make Becky tap. The kind of the perspective I put on it. Sure. Uh, her getting that spot annoyed the shit out of me after that. Uh, so, Asuka and Becky went 17 minutes and 10 seconds, right? Then there were two matches in between that. Miz and Shane, 13, and 20, 13 minutes and 20 seconds. 14 minutes for Ronda Rousey and Sasha Banks. The, and then the Rumble, right? The Women's Royal Rumble went an hour and 12 minutes. But remember, it wasn't until after the 30 per, 30th person went out that Becky went out there. So this is 45 minutes. So there's, we're talking an hour and 15 minutes later. She totally could have passed out and then went out. Or... Have that shit backstage. Lana not being able to come out. Like, number 29 hits, and you don't see, and it's Lana's music. Do you know how fucking excited I was to see Lana actually try and come out? Even though, like, I realized very quickly that they, what they were doing. But, so, I have Liv Morgan on my sheet. She comes in, literally gets tossed out in two seconds. And I was like, (laughs) God fucking damn it. Because I scribbled her out, put Lana. Liv gets eliminated fucking not even 30 seconds into the match, 
and Lana gets injured in the fucking pre-show and might not be in the Rumble. I was so mad. <laughs> then Lana's fucking music hits, and I was like, sweet. She's going to hobble on down. The minute she gets in the ring, she's going to get eliminated. Then I was. Then when that didn't happen, I was Lashley put Seth through the table. It killed any anticipation I had of anybody else winning the Rumble mm-hmm. because I knew Seth was going to lay there for like 40 fucking minutes and then get up. And, you know, eliminate whomever. Um, but And that's something they do. Like, they did it with Roman. When Roman won it, he was taken out and put through a table and came back 45 fucking minutes later to win the Rumble. I'm just, I wish they, I hope for next year they do more old school where, like, you don't leave the ring at all. Mm-hmm. Like, when was the last Rumble we've had where nobody's left the ring for an extended period of time? Like, they, you know, every, you know, back in the 90s, all the way up to like probably like 2003, everyone was like in the ring. You might have like a random spot where somebody goes and hides under the ring, which is cool from time to time, but we did it twice this Rumble. <laughs> like Kurt Hawkins did it and fucking Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega made sense. Squirmy little fucking heel. All right, I'm going to hide under the ring. Hawkins made sense too, but you literally just did it in the, the, the women's Rumble. And now you do it in the men's, like the, yeah, the overuse of it, like, and it's one of those things where you shouldn't do it every year. Like, you, things you shouldn't do every year in the Rumble, strictly because your fans are expecting it, is your stupid Kofi Kingston New Day spot. You yeah, you old. you've known for ten, fu- maybe more, but at least ten years, four are five that Kofi's going to do something in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. No, he's been doing it way before he was ever a New Day. No, he uh, he and he was on another show where he said he did it. I'm sorry, it was 2012, thir- 2013. He took it, so f- seven years, six years now, and he took it in 2013 because in 2012 John Morrison did it, and then John Morrison wasn't there the next year. Okay, but even still, I'm a, I'm but a, you, but okay, you get- ba- but back to Becky Lynch. This is oh, we're getting okay. way out, way sorry, out talking, and I don't want this show to go that far over. Um, so Becky Lynch. Tapping out and then getting a spot in the Royal Rumble, it just, to me, it didn't make any sense, right? And I'm just like, I don't understand why you deserve this spot. I get that you're over for the fans, and I understand that the fans are going to love this, but why are you, why? Why do you deserve this spot? You just had a title match. You didn't lose your title before because you were, you know, Rousey interrupted you, but this time you tapped out. I don't feel like you deserve that spot in the match. Can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Okay. So the maneuver she tapped out to, mm-hmm. like you thought it looked, it, it was more than just an Oscar lock. Like it looked brutal, correct? Yeah. So, I mean, it would have been like worth tapping out for. But but furthermore, to my point, if she would have taken a pinfall, is your, I mean, you obviously would still feel the same way. Like you got pinned. If it two. was a quick pin and then she like kicked right and then like she kicked out and everything like that. And it was like, what the fuck? Like it was, a, if it was tapping out, I feel is the worst thing that she could have done. Passing out, understandable. Quick pin, fine. See, Pat, Pat, you're right on the passing out thing because then it's a bigger surprise to the fans when she comes out after 30 because you, you think, oh, well, Becky's been taken out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see your point. Um, but for, and maybe she didn't deserve that spot, but she's the only one who came out and asked for it. But again, if Fit Finley, who we know, but who, what fucking casual wrestling fan knows, is just like, yeah, go ahead and take it. Like, 
Like, Where's his fucking right. authority? Yeah. Um, I was on a wrestling site earlier, and one of uh, the thing it was in kayfabe. Pl- explain to me how Fit Finley has the authority, and I was like, "Oh, well, that's easy." Vince was off at his home with the execs from X or the XFL trying to figure out financials. Uh, Steph and you know uh, Triple H were stuck in Ohio for an emergency landing on their jet, and Shane was out celebrating with the Miz for uh, you know their championship win. So. Fit Finley, Fit Finley is the one to go to. Not Dean Malenko, not any other agent in the back. Fit Finley. And then I look at you like, that's fucking dumb. Why would anyone not be at the Royal Rumble? <laughs> <laughs> in kayfabe. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Um, so then, so I don't, I, I feel like that hurt her. And then to come on Raw and challenge Ronda Rousey, I thought was kind of dumb as well. Now, granted, they have been going at each other. But you just tapped out to Asuka. Like, you just lost. You gave it up. Why are you going for Ronda now? You couldn't even take your SmackDown title back. Why am I supposed to believe that you're going to beat the girl who hasn't been beaten when you couldn't beat the girl that your best friend beat to to, to her streak? Like all you're putting way too much. Logic I'm into no. This. I'm putting actual logic. I know. I I know. You're putting but, actual logic into but it. But this is the shit that we all talk about. WWE's continuity. We're talking about how before they made that, and even now post that they're like we're trying to make everything seem more realistic. We're trying to get you to understand and see this makes sense for it to go. Yeah, but sometimes you're gonna get feuds where it's like it's not. But if that's to. but that's what I'm saying is if I can't follow this feud, if it doesn't, if it, if I'm sitting here going why. Why? Why do I care about it being the main event of WrestleMania? If I can't get behind it, why do so, I care? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. <laughs> can I? Um, now let's say Becky goes into Elimination Chamber, faces Asuka again for the title, wins the SmackDown Women's title, and then you have champion versus champion. Does that change your mind about Becky being it puts it makes her much stronger again. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. Okay. Then it, now, now I would feel that it's more of a, a fight. Yeah, and then somehow, then Charlotte somehow get well. I was you have a title. You shouldn't be facing. Right, right. And th- you're right. I, and that would I'd be fine with that. I'd be 100 percent okay with it because it would make Becky look stronger. But as it stands right now, and it's just like me trying to Finn Balor tapped out to Brock Lesnar that n- like no one has done. In years, last time that someone tra- tapped out was Trips. Triple H tapped to the Kimura Lock. Everyone else is taking seventy-five F fives. Yeah, even Seth Rollins on Monday. Yeah, yeah. Like they've taken all of these F fives, and it's taken that long to beat them. Why is Finn tapping out to him? You built this story that Finn was the David to this Goliath, and David's not going to win this time. And then David didn't win. So already you made this huge build that. You killed him with, which I stated I would hurt Finn, and it does now, because I'm, I'm when he comes out, I'm like, whatever, you you revivaled Finn to me. When you didn't even give him a chance to grab the ropes, it was like the first time he was putting uh, in that Kimura, he's done. Yeah, he didn't fight out of it. Finn didn't look strong in that match to me. He had some great moves. But Finn did not come out of that match looking like everyone's all like, "Oh, they told a great story." And okay, whatever. I think I'm I'm on that bandwagon. I I think they did tell a good story. But how does Finn and look out strong? of and out of desperate? 
Finn looks strong strictly because, I mean, it doesn't matter that Finn tapped out to me. And, and, you know, like, however you want to look at it, Lesnar outweighed him by what? 101 pounds. So out of desperation, like the story they told, the Camaro was only put in place because Brock was desperate. That was like the only way Brock was going to win that match because that night, because of that abdominal injury, Finn had his number and he threw him in it. And it's not like Finn tapped the second it was put on him. But to to Nick's point, yeah, I, I think you like you could have done a rope break and then you have Brock like drag him back to the middle and then have him tap. I think that ma- that would have made Finn look stronger. But he lasted for a little bit, and I mean, we've seen the it was an eight minute we, match. Okay, and for seven minutes and thirty seconds, Finn owned that match. He did beat his ass pretty good. Finn did. Look, I mean, and they did a great, and they did a great like the storytelling in that match was fucking great. Um, up until maybe the Kamara lock, but at the same time, it was out of desperation. And Finn still took Brock to his limits. Well, and I didn't like the fact that the minute that cameraman stood up on that apron when Finn was in that, I'm like, it's over. I yep. just he got into position to get that shot that ended the match. The minute that cameraman got up there, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it, that's it. It it took me out of it right there. I w- I was almost thinking that okay, Finn taps. But now Brock has this really bad abdominal injury, so he has to forfeit the title. So you go into elimination chamber he for was the title. Up off of that. Did you see like the marks on his ab- actual abdomen? Because the first shot was obviously like kayfabe. The second time he ran into it, I think he <laughs> did it wrong because he looked like he was in pain. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I don't know, man. It, it, it's I'm, I'm currently my thought process right now with Finn Balor is. He's the new. He's revivaled. It, I I will never believe Finn's going to win anything, ever. Well, good. So you think that, he'll take the he IC does, title? It'll be a surprise. IC title. I think he's taking the IC title. I think that's his uh, consolation prize for having the there, job. That is again. Well, I know. What are you, what are you talking about? The Archer thing. Yeah. And the Becky thing you take. I love. I, I love that R truth. See, I'm not. And again, I'm all right with our, Joe made that point. He goes, "Here's the consolation prizes for everything." And and I'm more of the. I don't understand why Becky went into the Rumble. I get Truth getting a U.S. title match. That makes sense to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm all right with, the, and I'm all right with him taking it, and I'm all right with him beating Rusev. You know, especially like in the way that he won two quick roll ups. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's great. And then they both beat the shit out of him. But what what I find fucked up is. Did they literally turn Rusev heel to make him a tag team with Shinsuke? Like, is that where we're going? Uh, can I be honest? I didn't think that you could turn Rusev heel right now. Oh, no. That, well, the, I, the minute he walked into the ring was like, so he's walking to get into the ring, and he's like, I wanted to take that title from Shinsuke because somebody better. I knew he was going to get in the ring and cut a heel promo on truth. Oh, I agree, too. But, but, but the... The, the reaction to it was he was like, yeah he was cutting heel promos before and people were still chanting Rusev day mm-hmm. you know I man truth got Rusev truth did to Rusev day what cancer did to Roman and just that, the opposite and that's why he deserves that title yeah I'm not arguing that at all truth truth deserves the United States and he, championship yep. he deserves more than like a Zack Ryder esque run with it too where he loses the next day to yeah. the Miz yeah exactly uh, Eric Rowan coming out. How do you feel about that, Nick? 
Captain you know, Daniel, he's <laughs> our hero. <laughs> First of all, recyclable Rowan. It's R with O is the recyclable. I was like, are you fucking serious? But to, that's amazing though. Like really, it, it was funny. And to Joe's point in that in the chat, I think he's the one that brought up the fact that you took bludgeon brother and now you brought him back repackaged as daniel bryan's fucking butt buddy you know what's really funny though <sighs> the, uh, sorry, sorry to cut no you you're off fine the, but you called him the only reason i'm saying this is because uh you said recyclable rowan and all the characters he's been through he's like recyclable rowan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, i i mean i don't know i just got to take it it is what it is we'll see how it works out because you know obviously he's not going to have any impact on the elimination chamber unless he like fucking pulls a cane or undertaker and cuts his way through the ring i think you're right i think luke harper is going to have an impact at the elimination chamber (laughs) that'd be nice too yeah uh and finally i there's a lot to get into but the new wwe championship (laughs) me who who put out the tweet me. Okay. <laughs> Who'd you think put out the tweet? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was good. <laughs> the new WWE title. What do you think of it, Z? How do you think of it? What do you think of it? All right. So at first, I, okay. So I did not watch SmackDown as it was happening. And I was out last night and I saw this picture of Daniel Bryan with this belt and I thought it was Photoshopped. <laughs> So I go home and I watch SmackDown and I watch the end of it. I go, or I'm sorry, I was at a bar and I saw the the photo and I I flipped on Hulu and I realized when he's holding the title that he um, that the title is actually a real thing. I uh, at first I was kind of thrown off, but actually looking at it, I kind of really like it. Right. My problem is if it's made out of natural resources and Daniel Bryan's new stick is like fuck corporations and shit, I should be able to get like the replica on WWE.com for like a dollar. That's what I was saying. <laughs> I was saying it's going to be the cheapest fucking replica you wait, can buy wait. and I would buy the fuck out of it. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. yeah I, I would, wear that thing everywhere. Guess what we're wearing at my wedding, guys? <laughs> I would hemp titles. Fucking love that if get, shit. If you get bored, light it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and the day is so much better. Tolly, what are you doing? Smoking the WWE Championship? <laughs> Nick, what do you think of it? You like it? I didn't at first, at first glance, but then I was like, yeah, I can get on board with that. I definitely can. You've got that Velcro strap back there. Was it Velcro? I think it was. Yeah. Long Velcro strap to get that bad boy it's out It's funny because the one he showed on TV looked like... Um, like a kid's toy almost. Like it looked like a kid's belt, you know? But the one they're like showing after the fact looks more like an actual title where it's like, you know, the wood grain here and wood mm-hmm. grain there and shit like that. That title that they've been promoting like after the fact, love it. I like that wood grain behind that WD. And the, like the limestone gives it that, that I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Just the colors in it make it pop too. Yeah. Dude, I love it. Yeah. I fucking I love every fucking thing about it. And the best part is if I buy it, I can just whittle my own plate. <laughs> <laughs> <Get the whittling. laughs> he's, he's gonna whittle. <laughs> Whittling me a belt. <laughs> Look at his whittle belt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, 
so Seth winning and challenging Brock, is that the right call, Nick? Yeah. I mean, mind you, him and Daniel Bryan would be a great match. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to uh, somebody's got to beat Brock. They, they've just got to. I think Seth's definitely the man to do it. There's there's really no other way at this point. You're not going to have Finn do it. Seth's more over than you know anybody else, with the exception of maybe a couple other people, obviously. But yeah, that's the right call. I think it'll be a good feud leading up to Mania for sure. Z, I think it's the right call. I mean, I definitely saw it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Seth has had. Uh, uh, like from Mania to Mania, I mean, Mania to Elimination Chamber or whatever, he's had a fantastic year from the clinics he's put on, on Raw, you know, just everything he's done. And when the last time he was champ, when he was heel, I th- I think he had a good run. Like he he's good in the ring. He's good. A little cheesy on the mic from time to time because he's a face, but that'll happen. But the, I mean, he's got everything else, and like uh, Nick was saying, it, if you're not gonna have Finn do it, if you're not gonna have Daniel or AJ or anybody else do it, fuck it. You know what? Stomp on fucking uh, Lesnar's head a couple times, and like I, I just see like F five getting reversed. He lands on his feet, comes back, kicks him in the stomach, curb stomp, one, two, three. You know, like I can see Seth winning it. Yeah, as you sh- and you know, there's. I won't mind him winning it. I'm not against it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, obviously, the f- the the fanboy in me would have liked to see Finn get a real WrestleMania moment. You know, him holding it over Seth. But the, yeah, the minute, and I even said it when we were making our picks. I was like, if Finn doesn't win this, Seth's not coming out first. He's not getting a Rumble moment. He's either getting a Rumble moment. Or he's getting a WrestleMania moment. And I, as soon as Finn lost, I was like, okay, so Seth's getting the WrestleMania moment. He still came in at number 10. He still had a great showing, and he was still the one longest person in the Rumble. Like 45 minutes or something. Yeah, but again, that's just because you outlasted everyone doesn't mean that you get a Rumble moment. If you went number one and then won. And he kind of had a Rumble moment. I mean, Lashley putting him through the table is a Rumble moment. Maybe not one you wanted to have, but right. still memorable. That being said, let's close this motherfucker out. Uh, 100% want to say thank you to AR Fox for calling in. Uh, awesome interview. Definitely, 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 definitely go check out. If you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area, Evolve 121, Friday, February 15th. Bell time is at 8 p.m. It's at the Croc Center of Atlanta, 967 Dewey Street S- Southwest, Atlanta, Georgia, 30310 etix.com that's e-t-i-x.com or you can call 1-800-514-3849 and get your ticket you can see adam cole of the undisputed era versus shane strickland and you can watch ar fox and ruff take on the street profits montez ford and angelo dawkins for the evolved tag team championships definitely make sure you come back we're doing uh evolve here in michigan friday may 10th they're going to be back in Livonia. You're going to see some of the ring crew there. We'll be there, motherfuckers. I promise you. I'm going to that shit. Aren't most of us going? Uh, I believe so. I mean, I don't even th- the tickets haven't come out yet. It was literally announced, and then they got a hold of us to. Uh. So tickets haven't been out yet, but as soon as they're out, I promise you, we're going to be there. We're going to be going to that. You will see us at NXT in March for sure. Um, thank you so much to Daniel from Pro Wrestling Scorecards for coming in, all, calling in always. Great time. 
Can't wait to go back and forth again with them for Ma- WrestleMania this year. Maybe even the G1 Supercard. 3-0, baby. 3-0. <laughs> This will be the Celtics to their Lakers at the beginning. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if we beat them at Mania, we got to complete the sweep at, like, uh, Money in the Bank or something, right? Maybe. is SummerSlam is the next one. Or is it Money in the Bank? It would be Money in the Bank in June and then SummerSlam in August or yeah. September, whenever it Something calls. like that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, we do this for you guys. So make sure you go check us out on our Facebook, facebook.com slash BDRcast, Twitter at BDRcast. All of our social medias. A social media neato affairs. Oh, yes. All of the social medias. Uh, we are your ring crew. Uh, Victor Z's. Yep. Victor's. You can't really see me. Nick. And me, the almighty one, Mikey himself. Again, thank you so much for tuning in, and we are.